Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. And we have a very special guest here with us. So excited to have him. (laughs) It's our friend who is the host and I guess producer and everything behind Batman, the animated podcast. He's the creator of Audible's Bad Reception, a 13-part improvised narrative available at audible.com slash bad reception. Definitely check that out. It's very funny. has amazing cast. And then he's also a writer for Cartoon Network's Infinity Train. It's Justin Michael. Wow. Guys, that was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's all I need uh, in life, ever. Hey, man, we know how to fucking hype up our guests because we love them. That was the best hype of any guest I've ever heard across any podcast. These are excellent things to talk about. It's yeah. fantastic. Like, very fun, good stuff. You brought it all to the yeah. table. And we just said it loud. Yeah, <laughs> we said it loud. Loud, proud, and enthusiastic. That's very right. kind. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I've known you for... A couple of years, maybe now 10. I don't know when I met you in the improv scene. We're at least closing on a decade, I would bet. Yeah, because t- I've been here 10 years now. So I bet you I, m- I had to have met you in the first year moving to L.A. Yeah. There's no way not. Would you guys yeah. take 101 together or something? No, we were never. They mm. We were just, I think, once you started getting to the point where you hit that like stage of like, well, I'm going to do this and yeah. try to get on Herald and make part of my life improv you yeah. sort of just knew all everybody and it's like oh we're all yeah. delusional enough to stay in this uh <laughs> pursuit of comedy right now uh we're sticking around oh like yeah i feel like our relationship is like i don't remember the exact moment we met but we've known each other a while yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're on a very funny team have been for years called winslow oh, at ucb yeah. if you are in la visiting you should definitely check out winslow you're going to have a wild fun time. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, but great. Um, Justin, we want to uh, we let our listeners in on you. Aside from your credits, tell us a little bit of like when and how you got into comic books and why you love them so much. I feel like I got into comic books because of cartoons. So like I started watching animation first and just like absorbed. I feel like it was like a mix of like the Keaton Batman movies my mom giving me action figures <laughs> that I played with in a bathtub. Sure. And then, yeah. you know, making up my own stories. And then so when you go to like, I think my first memory of a comic book is probably going into a Toys R Us. And I don't know if you guys ever did this, but they bundled all the like just basically extra copies of like a run that maybe didn't sell well is what I'm realizing in hindsight. Yeah. They would just bundle a bunch of random comics together. Oh, yeah. So I would just have like rogue special number one and like some like one piece of like a Marvel like werewolf comic book that I hadn't heard of. Yeah, I had like a bunch of Gambit comics that were like that where it was just like in a pack of four from like a Marshalls or something like it was from, you know, it was from somewhere that's like this isn't a comic book store at all. They just have these lying around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I can't remember the last time I saw because growing up, you'd always go into a grocery store and they'd have the spin rack of comic books. Yeah. Or like a department store. And I remember those. I guess there were like Archie comics and things like that, like the digest kind of things that I would get. My mom would buy me them when I was sick. It was like a treat. But then it wasn't a treat to read Archie. (laughs) Even as a kid, I was like, these jokes aren't good. (laughs) 
<laughs> and hey, now it's a powerhouse of a uh, brand now. Yeah, so, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, it proves that anything can be turned around. I mean, yeah, that Afterlife with Archie comic is really good. If I haven't, you guys read, haven't it now. read it. I have not read it. It's great. I read like Archie vs. Predator and like a I couple just read that ones. on Hoopla. Yeah, it's really fun. It's like <laughs> stupid. It's like still corny, you know. But then Predator shows up and it's the right amount of camp. I feel yeah, like. it's it's great. That's amazing. Is sort of is it sort of like the AVP two plot where that falls into a, a small town and then he just like they're like on vacation havoc? Okay. and uh, they're are they in Jamaica? They're somewhere on vacation. They in, like, go the to Caribbean? some tropical vacation <laughs> and then the predator starts tracking them down and killing them. Yeah, and it but it feels like it's ju- it's like winking enough like it's like paying homage to Archie, but then it's also like these characters are dated. Yeah. It's it, it, it walks. It feels like the Brady Bunch movies from the nineties, yeah, yeah. kind of. Where yeah, that's that's a great way to put I'm it. I'm gonna right have there. to read that. Yeah, because yeah. I thought those I Brady Bunch it, movies were super funny. They are yeah. very. It feels like earnest, but also parody at the same time, which is so strange. But yeah, it really works. Yeah, accomplishes it for sure. Do when you played with toys. So this is the thing I had, which I liked to play with all my action figures alone. And here's why it's because I feel like every kid I played with, I had one other kid, this kid named Cameron Tate that would do this too. And I think we sort of had like a couple of play sessions that we would do this. But for the majority, (laughs) most kids that had action figures, when they play with them, it was just so brief and dumb. Like they just like knock them together. Yes. And I was like, I hate this. So (laughs) I would play, I would play in my room and spend hours and it would be like, I would, I look at it and I'm like, I think without knowing it, I was constructing in my brain like epics that are little scenes that are, but I had things that were as big as Lord of the Rings. Like if someone was to like, had like, Gotten into my brain and like, what's the, what it, like, uh, what's it called when someone writes down like everything? Transcribe it or Transcribed something? Transcribed it. I think they would have had on their hands like the next big thing. This is so fucking <laughs> cute. Yeah. That, and I mean, then I, cause a lot of times I'd go so far that it, it was like dinner time and I couldn't finish it or I'd have to like, in my brain, I had to like quickly pause finish it. it. Yeah. It would be a pause. I'm going to wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> Get these plot So I don't know together. how, I want to know how you play it. <laughs> It was very, yeah, I'd say pretty similarly. Like, I, I remember, I don't know, like, when it shifted from, like, just banging them together. Uh, but I don't know if I ever did that. I think I cared too much about the action figures yep. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it started as, like, these, like, really, like, massively detailed, kind of, like, probably recreations of, like, Batman or Spider-Man episodes. Because I would mix and match the characters. Sure. Uh, sure. And it was very fun That's to have a fun. crossover that never existed. But then I started turning those into like really long shows for my mom and or my babysitter or my sister or everybody. Uh, and then when Microsoft Publisher hit the scene, let me tell you, I was making some very poorly designed signs that I would tape around the house. And it was like <laughs> brainiac attacks, you know, happening tomorrow at 2 p.m. And what would, production value? Wow. Incredible. Yeah. You got into the ad game. It was crazy. Yeah, the ad game for my mom sitting there for, she told me later, like, it was like 45 minutes of you kind of incomprehensibly from the outside, of just course. like talking in all the voices and trying to do the music in between. So oh I was like, da, 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 da. oh, okay. So here I've, I've arrived. Commissioner, what's going on? Da, 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 da. Like, ah, uh, you know, just muttering in between. Uh, uh, uh. That's amazing. <laughs> trying to do all so the voices. to watch the whole thing. I, it's insane that That's she very did. Fun. Very sweet. I think that's why I ended up wanting to do voiceover and writing four cartoons. Like that's <laughs> yeah, probably that makes, where it started. That thread it makes complete sense of when I've watched like the things you've achieved in that field. 
it is a weird like, oh, this was the thing I started doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's so funny. I love that. It's a dream. You also at one point, and I think this might have been in because of your pod, your Batman, the animated podcast, you were part, because I watched it, you were or either you directed or I know you were doing voices in it. But I thought you were part of the direction of doing like a Batman action figure commercial. Yes. Weren't you? That was that. Yeah, it was a dream come true. So I had like worked with I met the people at like DC collectibles who make, you know, all of the DC comics toys now Uh, or not all of them, but like the kind of direct to market stuff. Uh, And they were making these Batman, the animated series figures and so I I was like, I want to direct like a 90s style action figure commercial, but with these toys. And so because I knew them, emailed them, <laughs> I had a, like this idea, like right before going to bed, I was like, I got to write it down. Yeah. And then the next day I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I'll email be like, hey, you guys should do a commercial based on this and you should hire me and my friend. Uh, he does stop motion. We should do this thing. And they were like, yeah, we love this. That's so cool. And yeah, that's nothing has ever happened that easily. <laughs> yeah. um, and they didn't, you know, it, it, it was still like, they were like, yeah, we can't pour a bunch of money into it, but because it was something that I loved, we got to just pour all of our love into it. So we got to make design a, basically a practical Gotham city docks. So we like our research was like watching episodes where Doc showed up and they gave us the whole style guide for Batman, the animated series, which was insane. No way. And so amazing. yeah. Just what got, is the style guide? Like, what does that look like? And they hand that over. Is it, it like a file? It was is a it file. A, it was like okay. a real, it was a well, PDF, but also it was like just kind of like a zipped folder with a bunch of different subfolders. Wow. And there was stuff in there that like beyond just original designs and stuff, which were just like turnarounds for characters. Yeah. They also had all the original marketing stuff. So like stuff you would see on birthday cards, all the stuff that was like, this is a little bit off, but like, here's the font we want to use for the penguin that nobody ever saw. Cause why would you ever need a font for the penguin? But it was like, Oh, this is probably in a coloring book. So it was like every weird detailed thing that you'd never see elsewhere. Uh, But you had access. How much for that file? I want Uh, (laughs) 100s. I'll uh, give it to you after the podcast. I mean, I can't say how you got it. Uh, No, I mean, I I don't. That's so neat. Yeah, I think a lot of that stuff is floating around anyway, but to have it all like in one place. Hey, yeah. Yeah, He sent me at one point. I think you're the one that sent me all the uh, the title cards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like some guy had compiled them and That's then so cool. Justin was kind enough to send it to me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is the best kind of like I like I think for a while on my old computer, it was like my screensaver. I did it as an computer. alternating oh, desktop nice. background every or, day. I would uh, have it rotate to a new title. Nice. Card. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So cool. those, those are like some fine Ooh, art in the middle beautiful. of a, uh, an already amazing cartoon series. Yeah, yeah. I like, love it. I love it too. Uh, Justin's the best man. He knows. Guys, yeah, come uh, on, you're all the best. <laughs> um, great. Um, now I want to know um, what's your relationship in history with Hellboy. So that is actually an interesting story. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was like, oh yeah, I do know exactly the moment that I got into Hellboy. So it was late. Uh, I or late compared to when the series started, obviously. Sure. Uh, but I was. I think it was when the movie was coming out. So it was like 2004. Well, it was around, it was right before the movie released. Uh, and I had a history teacher who is hands down the coolest history teacher. His name is John Leopold. Uh, and like every Friday he had an art day. 
So it was like we'd learn about like Sumerians, but then he'd be like, okay, like draw in cuneiform. Just like look through That's a book cool. and like draw. And I feel like the stuff, like I remember what cuneiform is because my teacher was like, hey, be an artist for a day. And, it, you know, also it was like, we don't have to do work. We just get to draw. It was like being a I little love kid. That. It was he tricked great. you into learning, dude. It was great. Well, and he would show us cool <laughs> shit with like monsters. Like we watched like a Chinese horror movie called Chinese Ghost Story that had like a Taoist monk like fighting these like monster ghosts and stuff. That's so cool. And so he <laughs> was jealous. so cool. And like he introduced me to Hellboy. Um, and he was like, uh, we were, I think, told him we like we we're going to see the Hellboy movie or whatever. And he was like, oh, like there's a comic book. It's really cool. Uh, and he gave me. His copy, I think, of Seed of Destruction. Wow. Uh, as well as some short stories that he Xeroxed from like Weird <laughs> Tales or something that he liked. Wow. Uh, and then that. he also found original, I don't know if they are like fables or, but you know, like Mignola and whoever's writing this stuff, usually it feels like Mignola like pulls from real folklore and that kind of stuff. Right. And yes. because he's a history teacher and he loves monsters and folklore, he like pulled original stories or like articles about the creatures from those comics and he gave them to me in addition to the and I was like this is so cool that's amazing I love that so much what an amazing way to be introduced to this comic book and I don't think I would have really come across Hellboy I mean I I enjoyed the movie kind of at the time and I think I like it more now Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think I would have like rushed out to dive into Hellboy if he hadn't done that and then I loved the comics so much after that and you that's know so cool of it. like that's like i mean to be dedicated enough to like be photo finding the stories photocopying them for like the reference and be like you know i think that's so cool and it just shows like the level of you know this comic makes you kind of want to dig deeper and look at these stories because yeah. they're presented in such a fun way totally neat yeah that's i'm jealous cool. i am jealous because <laughs> i don't have that brain where i immediately go I love Hellboy, as we all know, but like I, I love the, that they're he's his toe is always going to be in that folk tale stuff. But I don't have the brain that's like gotta go and find that out. I'm more like, ooh, that's cool, that exists out in the world. So to have someone <laughs> hand you that, I'm like so jealous. I'm, I'm the one honest. googling of yeah, because yeah, Kate does all the googling. I'm like, yeah, that thing's a thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know if I still do that, <laughs> but it was. I, and at the time, I was like. I was excited about the comic and I probably kind of skimmed the folklore yeah, uh, or just looked for like weird etchings that were included in yeah, it. Yeah. The right. cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was so sweet and cool. Uh, and I love that it's all ba- I Now I'm like, Oh, that must be so fun to just base it off of like, Hey, here's this cool, like weird folkloric monster. We're going to turn this into a short story. Yeah. Well, there was one, maybe it was a Hellboy, Maybe it was like some other Mignola verse thing. The Selkie. So it's like a horse that like it's just a very short story where we might like, have not even touched on it yet. It so. might be way later. It basically like I think carries a sleeping person and just like dives into the water and drowns them. And I is that what like in the corpse or is that what that thing is? The oh, fuck man. I can't remember. Well, our listeners will definitely. Anyway, I'm also like detouring us. you to another story that you'll probably talk about down the line. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely going chronologically in by the release. So, and Kate is, a lot of this is new to Kate too, oh. which is oh, very yeah. cool. I'm actually, so like I, uh, my first like exposure to Hellboy was the movies as well. And then I read comics, but I just never really got into Hellboy. I don't know why. I just, I I like misunderstood what it was, I guess. Like I had seen like ads for it in Wizard and like thought I understood 
what the character was. I thought it was just like, you know, like Loki or something like that. Or not Loki. Um, uh, Lobo. Fucking Lobo. Yeah. Uh, well, because he's like a grungy looking. Right. Like that was the impression I got. Dude. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, he's got a big gun and like a trench coat. Like I kind of get it. But uh, then Dave was like, who reads comics and wants to do this and. Yeah, I got to see that it's completely the opposite. He's like this kind of meek character that's like can fight, but also is uh, super like a human. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So I, there's yeah, depth to him. Yeah, yeah, like I didn't even realize that at first. I think it's a hard what? character to dig into. I, I still feel like a fraud when it comes to being a Hellboy fan. Like I really enjoy it, but I cannot keep my continuity and history straight. And I feel like it is such a murky... <sighs> artistic comic, which sounds like a dumb distillation of what it is, but I'm like, I think it's not always a straightforward narrative. No. Yeah. And other comics are very much about plot and, mm. you know, like characters, you know, that are like, it's like very obvious. And I feel like there's a lot of subtlety to Hellboy. And sometimes yeah. I think it works for it. And sometimes I'm like, I don't remember. And I know that a lot of people right. remember this one character. And it's also been like one continuous storyline technically like for decades yeah. and they yeah. just jump back and forth in time so i'm like i don't remember but i enjoy this every time yeah yeah i mean we have listeners that i think are far better fans than us well they just they have like just encyclopedic like, knowledge of yeah everything. and i'm like i've read everything up until hellboy to hell like that i technically have not read and i'm and i Sort of You're in for the, a treat. At this point, I, I've uh, things I hear of it. The reason I haven't read it so far is because I was like, okay, if we're going to start this, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because I think that that, I might have read the first one if I'm wrong by issue. I have to go back and look at my box of comics, but I have the library edition with still plastic on it. <laughs> then I'm like, it's going to get cracked for the podcast. <laughs> That's fun. But like, there's so many things that even though I've read everything Hellboy wise, not BPRD and all the other side ones. But I'm like, I can't, I can't even keep, there's things I'm like, as we read each episode, I'm like, I didn't remember this. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. I mean, and BPRD is its own. I, I loved that. I actually feel like that I latched, but BPRD is part of why I think I got really into Hellboy uh, because it is more of a procedural kind of X-Filesy. Yeah. Feels like a show, especially like the whole Plague of Frogs run. When you read that, we'll be coming up to it. It's really Arcudi stuff is so good. He's so good with character, and I feel like he he's he feels like the person responsible for like really fleshing these characters out into like lovable characters that like you can relate to. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like Mignola's art is like really what carries a lot of Hellboy for me, and like this kind of like larger than life tapestry. It's like a weird balance, but cool. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, I'm excited, I'm excited for I can't you. Wait. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm excited to get there. That's amazing. Because you're the yeah. When I met, when we started talking just socially about Hellboy, you were the one that was like, "Have you read BPRD?" Yeah, and you're I like, can't. "You got to get this." You're the you're the reason I went and bought the first omnibus. Oh, wow. It's because you told me how much you liked it. And then it has sat on my shelf for way too long. <laughs> it's a treat. You'll love it. You'll blaze right through it. And a lot of that new movie is based on BPRD. Uh, the upcoming one, a lot of it's pulled. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Because I know they were doing the Wild Hunt as a poll. But all of that. Uh, the Hellboy in Mexico is a poll because he's the. The Batman. Jaguar Man and like. Right. All yes, of you're that right. Is that like is BPRD. Damio. Yeah. yeah. Damio is like all BPRD. He's so good. That's right. You're he's right. such a good right. character. 
I'm excited. It could be a little uglier though in the movie. Just like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. more scarred up. <laughs> I mean, He's I have scarred. a lot of thoughts on that trailer, but you've already. <laughs> what? Okay, we're about to go into a break. Tell us your thoughts on it to lead us into a break because I would love. We why not? You're our guest. We, tell us what you're. Yeah, we picked this. Trailer we we apart, won't speak. So. You tell us what you thought of the tra- <laughs> Hellboy trailer. Okay, I haven't heard your thoughts on the trailer, so I'm curious how we, how we line up. I love any sort of Hellboy, so I'm happy it's in the world. Both trailers have not left me that excited. But then I, I did see, I watched Captain Marvel uh, the other night and I saw it on like an IMAX screen and I was like, well, this looks like fun. This could be a bad movie, but it will be fun. Cool. <laughs> and I like that there are a bunch of monsters. I'm not sold on David Harbour as Hellboy. I think he looks kind of strange. Yeah. And his it feels like he has trouble speaking through the makeup. But I like I like him as an actor a lot. Yeah. And I when he was announced, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I I don't have high hopes, but I will see it opening day and I hope it's better than I expect. I think all the casting's really good. So I, I can't tell. We're pretty much in that boat. Yeah. Yeah. We want, like, I mean, we've we've spent a lot of time yeah, talking yeah. about the trailer. We've done two episodes. Love that big giant monster. Uh, over the tank. It's yeah, too, yeah. It's the too, it's too Guillermo cool. del Toro for me, but it looks cool. I'll uh-huh. tell you. I'll tell you it looks cool, but I, it, I'm it, i like, why does that thing look like it's from a different person's It feels mind? overstuffed, though, right? Like, it feels like too many things. I'm like, this can't all fit in one movie in a comprehensible way, but yeah. maybe it can. Maybe, maybe it's it can. just like brief shots of like, this is what the apocalypse could be or something. Yeah. Oh, you're I right. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. It could like, be I lot. imagine it's something that like, when like, the blood queens explaining like this is what we could accomplish and that it's like hellboy riding on a dragon for like a flash or something like that otherwise i agree it's like how the fuck are you gonna do all like the world's gonna end we're gonna see that or i just imagine it's like everybody everybody kind of has like so many characters who hellboy encounters in the comics are like this is what could happen and i've seen that i've foreseen all of this and you kind of get little like you'll get like three panels of you know, death and destruction and like the world in uh, ashes and stuff. Yeah. It wouldn't be a Hellboy comic without apocalyptic foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. And I mean, that'd be a cool device to show in Cause they knew that I know they use it once in Guillermo's from what I remember that flash to the apocalypse, but hey, yeah, if they keep using that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious. I love Baba yeah. Yaga. So I'm happy Baba Yaga. Yeah. You in see there. the little chicken. Yeah. There are I things think it's going to be, f- I, I, that's, that's, I agree. It's like, there, it's not going to be the comics, and I just have to take a deep breath and accept that, and then just enjoy it for what Somebody's it is. He's got to make an animated movie for using sure. his style, hundred like, percent. And I, I know that that's like it, his style is difficult to pull off. It could happen di- though. Like it could ha- like watching like this, like watching Spider Verse made me so much more optimistic for like, oh, hopefully animation will. Like they'll fall into that a little bit more. It it can accomplish so much more even than CGI. Like. It's still not quite there for, you know, unless you're pouring so much money into it. And it's like you could just accomplish the same feeling with animation so much easier and so more much more effectively. It's that's how I felt. Yeah. Spider-Verse is truly the thing that I was like, oh, do this with Mignola. Yeah. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be his exact style, but I want to see a beautiful artistic rendering of this stuff. And I feel like we haven't gotten that with Hellboy and he deserves no, it or like an adult sure. animated BPRD series that it, that I mean, that's just like, that's easier to contextualize. Anyway, yeah. you guys talked about yeah. that. I, I just don't want there to be a Netflix series of BPRD. Cause that's just, that this shit's getting real watered down. 
Oh yeah, you think it'll be just like a dud? Well, or, or just like like you said, they'll go too procedural. I don't want it to become like a TV show that just becomes too procedural. Mm-hmm. Where it's like that is an aspect that I think you're you're right. What makes maybe that series and a comic book work because in a comic we normally don't get that. But then if it tra- try to translate it just to become that, it becomes sort of stale because mm-hmm. that's what TV is sort of like constantly already been pumping out. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So if you double just down like on it, you're just like, okay. Yeah. I'm okay that's, if you that's start a fear. there and spin off. That'd be great. If you can start and like set me up that you think we're going to get that and then it's like, that's a perfect storm. That's basically what BPRD the comic is. And then it's just like, blah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I mean, yes, it's, it's Hellboy yeah. universe. And yeah. Before we have to go to a break, but like, do you have you read? Have you kept up? And are you now reading up until now? It's going to officially end. I am not fully current, but I did. I'm like almost. So I, I think I've read like I'm like nine issues into like BPRD Devil You Know, which is I think the latest or the current series. Yeah, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure because I'm. I know the the final one, which I think is Hell on Earth. Or is that before? No, that's before. Then, then, then I think I'm whatever the one you just said. I literally. there's a little girl on the cover uh, of the first one. I think if you, I, I don't, I don't think you maybe know the character if you've read. Her name is Varvara. <laughs> she's bonkers. She's great. <laughs> yeah, she's in uh, the one I'm currently reading, which is a flashback okay. series, Hellboy and the BBR. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm reading like the sixty something one, just because I was like, yeah, I can read these without. Yeah, I've read filling. those. Yeah. Um, I think she's in this one. That yes, I'm currently she reading. becomes like a major player. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> probably like five years from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's awesome. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue to, um, with Justin and discussing Batman, Hellboy, Starman. This is Patrick. And this is Mark, co-host of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're your home for all things Nintendo. On Tuesday, we're talking about the latest Nintendo news. And on Thursday, we're doing deep dives into specific corners of the Nintendo universe. Ranking the Koopa Kids. Determining who the best Smash Fighter is. That's Nintendo Cartridge Society on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Aw Crap, a Hellboy podcast, a show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Kate Thompson. And me, Mark David Christensen. And we're joined by our guest, Justin Michael. Hi. Yeah. Still here, didn't leave in the break. <laughs> I we, tried, we had to keep you. Yeah. I'm having such a horrible time, We clearly. restrained him, so he has to do this. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so today we're talking about Hellboy Masks and Monsters, written by Mike Mignola and James Robinson. Illustrated by Mike Mignola, um, f- at least uh, one of them, and then uh, also like laid out by Mike Mignola for the ghost one. Yes. Yeah. Did he not draw both issues? Well, he drew. Oh wait, I'm sorry. We're just doing Star no, Psych. Never mind. We're I'm not doing at ghost. all of Mass and Monsters. My yeah. bad. Okay, so yeah, uh, Batman, Starman, and Hellboy. Yeah. Illustrated Batman, Hellboy, by Mike Mignola. Starman. Yeah. <laughs> cool. It's all good. Um, and then yeah. Uh, Colored by Pamela Rambo and lettered by Willie Schubert. And yeah, edited by Samantha Robertson, Scott Alley, as usual, Peter Tomasi also. Yeah. Great. When was that Ooh. published again? 1998. 1998. Yeah. It looks like on the this cover art. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I did yeah. not have that off the top of my head. I can't <laughs> say that like I'm like, I know so much that I He's knew it was 98. Genius. The covers are actually pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I hate that they don't publish them with color. I'm hoping a lot of these 
They're releasing a new, um, like, 25 years of Hellboy covers soon. And I gotta get it. Why wouldn't they release this with color? It's wild. They usually yeah. put them at least at the back of the book or something. Yeah. yeah, even this is the one complaint I have about library editions. All the library editions are all that gray reprints, and then none of them are color. And you're like, how is that possible? Because the covers are so gorgeous. Stupid. It's stupid, Dark Horse. <laughs> Stop <laughs> doing that. We like color too. <laughs> uh, but they are great. The, I think the covers might be my favorite part of this these this two part series. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna try to pull them up, but I couldn't find them quick enough to show you guys the first book. I'll do it. Why not? Um Hellboy, the like wiki for Hellboy has the covers. God bless wikis. Yeah. Yeah. The people Truly that great. man those, man, they're like heroes of oh, the modern. There age. it is. Yeah, I mean, this thing's cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. It has a cool design to it. Yeah. Like, the flow of that comic, like, makes you really excited. Like, whoa. Yeah, everything's kind of on a diagonal. Uh, I also love whenever these comics have, like, the, I feel like it's, like, the signature Mignola, like, just, like, little little creature or little object. And in this, it's just that Joker bomb that shows up in the first issue. Yeah. Uh, even though that's, like... One panel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, that's a cool image. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have like one frog or one fly or a skull to do. So he was like, it's okay, where's something? Something, something. Yeah. So yeah, it looks awesome. Super like dynamic cover. It's so cool. Yeah. Great cover. Yeah. And then so yeah, it opens up on Gotham. We're chasing down the Joker. Uh, you know, he's hopping around in between water towers, uh, the many uh, spires and everything that uh, adorn the roofs of Gotham City. And yeah, from we're hearing like the police chatter, watching uh, Batman go after him. Joker throws this Joker bomb, slams it down, huge explosion that just probably kills hundreds of people. And then... Uh, <laughs> Batman is spared. He got to a roof corner in time. Um, yeah. I think this is a funny moment between um, the helicopter cops about like how like uh, Batman probably doesn't want to talk right now. <laughs> like, I feel like that's a preview for how the writing of this two-parter will play out. For sure. Which mm -hmm. is lots of exposition, very just clunkily laid out. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like reading it, with looking at the art, I'm very happy. Yeah. Yes. I love seeing I'll it. I'll give you. And I think there are moments that are fun writing-wise. I would agree. But overall, I think it's it's very clunky in its writing and and there are a lot of missed opportunities for really fun character interplay. Yeah, I would agree. For sure. Which is a bummer because I love I love the idea of this. Yeah, I mean full disclosure, this is the first Hellboy read I've ever disliked. Yeah. <laughs> like where I was like it Aside from the novel, which took forever to fucking read, this was a little bit like when you know when you pick a cup of comic book and you want you know you like it because you just went through it so fast. This was like I can set it down for a moment. I did some rereading <laughs> in those big chunks that we'll get to soon enough, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did like this section though. This whole Batman Joker chase. I, I felt like the Joker was kind of written generically uh, and maybe it's because I have like Mark Hamill Joker in my head and like current comics does a really good job of writing mm -hmm. the Joker but uh, I'd, I'd still I liked how it looked it's fun to see Mignola doing a rooftops chase in Gotham I love the blues all mm -hmm. of all the colors really cool I love his close-up on the Joker 
I think it's a well, a cool design of the Joker through the Mignola's. Yeah. Art. Yeah. Looks yeah. Cool. The colors are like super subdued. Like it's, you don't really, I feel like the Joker is always so like saturated. His like reds are super red and everything. Like it's cool to see this kind of version. I mean, I'm sure that version exists in other comics, but like, um, I feel like you see that less and it's like a neat take on him. But yeah, I agree. His dialogue is just like, you must think I'm crazy. It's like, oh, well, you couldn't, you Give him a joke. <laughs> like, give him, give him something. something. Yeah, it just didn't feel specific enough. Yeah. And I, I know, is it James Robinson is the yeah. writer? And I know he was writing Starman at this time, this mm-hmm. version of Starman. And, like, I think it's a pretty popular run. Like, people do yeah. like his writing and that version of him. But uh, something about this didn't click. I do love this tick, tick, tick. Close up of the Joker bomb explosion. I think that three panel sequence is cool. It's cool to see. Yeah. Mignola does such a good job with timing. Like he oh, really yeah. like all those close ups. The way he he chooses to like direct your attention is is so good. It's pretty effortless. It really forces yes. you into reading it at his pace, which I think is very hard to do in comics. Yeah, yeah, and he is quite a master at it. His his storytelling abilities just through the use of time are are unreal. Are unlike I can't even when we I it, when we now recently jumped into BPRD that's the thing we miss a lot is like Mignola's timing because uh-huh. <laughs> even like panels and stories that we've liked we're like yeah but what, what if what what would that be with Mignola's hands <laughs> yeah it's like a like even artists who are able to sort of mimic his style somewhat closely like really it's hard for people to capture the composition of a page the way that you know, the way that he's able to do it. Uh, he's just so good at it. Yeah. You never get lost either. I feel yeah, like there are certain comics I'll read and I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I read this in the wrong order. Right. And I, that never happens in one of his comics. Yeah. Yeah. That's like my biggest frustration when I do that, when I read like a whole page, a whole page and I'll be like, wait a second, I read that wrong and I have to go back. You know, yeah. like, it's infuriating. It. <laughs> it's also like you, that's the bare minimum of what you should be able to do well in a comic, right? That's your medium. Yeah. But you I guess story across. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So just a uh, Batman brooding up in the ashes. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. His Batman is fucking cool. Yeah. Definitely I love his different. like, yeah, his just huge torso, like very ape, like kind of figures uh, with like slouched shoulders and, small legs and like I, I, his style of like people and like people jumping and crouching is uh, just really cool. And he puts that onto Batman in a cool way too. Oh yeah. I love how crunchy Batman's cape looks (laughs) like it looks crunchy. (laughs) It looks like it would stop a bullet. Like if he had to whip it around to protect himself, you know, it's just all those harsh lines. Like I, Mm -hmm. I feel like he's, it's, so rigid, but it, it looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me, what was it Gotham over under Gaslight? Was the Mignola Batman story? It's like, yes, I haven't read it, but Jack we know. the Ripper. I, Ooh, that's oh, good. Sweet. I've heard well, great things about it. It's on Hoopla. Yeah. Yes. I think we're going to do a, an episode. I think it's going to, when we down the line, we'll do like okay. a little, I think we got to do an app. Read ahead, read ahead of it. But oh, sweet. I think yeah. we're going to dedicate some time to that. It's, stuff it's like a good that. one. Nice. Yeah. And then we got, so we're cutting over, we got, Commissioner Gordon's office, the usual um, kind of Batman silhouetted against some blinds, which is just a favorite of anybody drawing Batman mm-hmm. um, in <laughs> Gordon's office. And then, um, you know, he's clearly tired. He's had a 
hard time of it lately is what's implied. Um, he hasn't had any sleep. I mean, I think the best panel dialogue is on this page. I think the this is series. the one that I, I think I read this for the first time a few years ago and I had like screen capped it and tweeted it because it was truly it. I think this is great. Yeah, <laughs> it is. This the, the Fraser joke. Yeah. I took a screenshot of it when I read it and sent it to people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, Read that joke. Yeah, sure. He's like, uh, yeah, they're just talking about the Joker. You know, he's going to kill somebody if he's still out loose. Uh, you, uh, you remember the bar last July? <laughs> nice Batman. Yeah. That was a good Batman. Batman. <laughs> of course, they had a hockey match on TV and the Joker wanted to watch Frasier. So he killed everyone in the place. So it's like, like, you know, it's like, it's of course so I remember funny. that. I remember him wanting to. So kudos, James Robinson. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, it, it was weird. I go back and forth. And I wonder how much Mignola had a hand in, like, kind of, like, sweetening the Hellboy dialogue. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know who did what, uh, but I right. do, this panel, it's a perfect joke, and it's a perfect, like, it's funny because it dates it perfectly, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. The idea it's... that the Joker cares about <laughs> Frasier is very, or like that that's just a specific in the same universe as these people is yeah. very weird. Yes. Frasier exists. That's canon. Frasier exists in this universe. Yes. Kelsey it's... Grammer is alive in this universe. Yeah. Um. I think it's, yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> and the fact that like that makes, that's the specificity that we're missing throughout the whole thing. Because this is a Joker that likes Frasier. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Or who's like going to kill people because he just at the random, used Frasier one random excuse. moment he wants to right. watch Frasier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and people were like, I get it. Yeah. Fuck so hockey. good. So good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And then we get a like, you know, doing the usual of like, he's going to kill people. Gordon's like, you know, you're going to get him. It's okay. Um, you do this all the time. <laughs> you do this. So this is what you do. So go ahead and do it. And then, um, Batman's almost like remembering that he has an appointment here. And then we cut over to uh, <laughs> him meeting <laughs> Mr. Knight. Uh, but now he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. As yeah. in as his Bruce. Bruce Wayne um, costume. And he's like, I like that you said it was Bruce Wayne's costume. That's it. Yeah. Batman's the real guy. And Bruce I love Wayne's that. The I love, I love that's that. That's my take. favorite interpretation of. Yeah. Batman. Yeah. Right. Like he's, you know. That's what he's doing all the time. It's very sad. It's so <laughs> yeah. sad. Uh, but Batman's pretty sad. He's a sad character. He's a guy like... who's really not dealing with uh, his problems in the best way. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> That's for sure. And he's, yeah, so they're kind of talking to each other, being friendly, you know, call me Ted, call me Bruce. Um, and I don't know too much about Starman, really, if there's anything like... I don't know a ton either, um, yeah. but I will say they really lay it on thick for you in in these issues, which I get. It's like, hey, you want to be introduced to these characters if, like us, you don't know that much about Starman. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like they really go to exposition. These two pages are like, it switches from like me being like, okay, cool. Like, this is like, you know, an average Batman Joker fight elevated by cool visuals to yeah. like... Well, thanks for taking the time to lecture at this alternative energies conference Wayne Industries has organized. <laughs> yeah. Nobody speaks that what way. A There's sentence. a better way to get that information <laughs> yeah. out. And I understand comics are compact. I understand that it's hard to tell a story, but you, there's there's got to be a cleaner way of doing it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There should be a sign. I like I I <laughs> found myself in these types of sections throughout this two issue run just kind of ha get like 
dozing off or like to kind of get like get wandering off and being like, oh, I have to reread that panel because I think that was the exposition needed to understand yeah. the story. Right. Like I looked at those words, but that did not sink into my brain. I have to yeah. think about like, yeah. you know, this was my whole experience when I first read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Like he's that's exactly it. Exposition City, as you said, perfect description for that. And then he's yeah, cut to him in front of this panel of other scientists. Um uh, kind of just explaining that he's using the energy from his like power source as Starman to do things on like a day to day basis, you know, mm-hmm. power stuff besides like a superhero rod. Yeah, I guess we what we do know about Starman is like most of these DC legacy characters at this time, I feel like is they were having new, younger, more fun versions of them. So like the star man that they team up with later is his son and is the cooler. Like I wear a leather jacket and I say kind of kooky stuff. Yeah. uh, Popularized (laughs) version. And this is like what, like a golden age or silver age version of the character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, great. We understand that. That's there. A little (laughs) history for you. And then, um, we see that there's, I missed at first that there are two like cops or security guards behind him while he's giving this speech. And good thing they're there because uh, in bust a bunch of swastika t-shirt wearing Nazi skinheads who are (laughs) just shattered the fucking window (laughs) and bust in, you know, all in their like great Mignola crouch that with like these awesome extended arms. Like they look really um, cool. Yeah, I love that first panel so much. Uh, so it's like really like I'm being torn back and forth. I'm like, yeah, I'm back. This looks cool. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm in. It's just action, and yeah. it's all like I love this neon green. That's for some reason that's really appealing. Um, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I feel like green. you don't see. Well, at least up to this point, green. He kind of uses it. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if I guess the colorist would be. Is I, this I don't Dave know how Stewart? much. Say, Is it? I, Think so. I'm assuming he does. Almost he did every, everything. Yeah. Uh, but actually, I don't think this it's says Dave Stewart. Pamela Rambo and Matt Hollingsworth. Hey, great job. Yeah. Great. Yeah, they great, did a great, great job. job. Um, they deserve a shout out. Yeah, because it's like a different kind of energy that we're seeing, other than like you know we've seen like fire and this kind of like Kirby esque sort of like university energy, which this sort of turns into at certain points. But, but this like, is like an eldritch kind of like yeah. Lovecrafty. I mean, they go on the nose later. Yeah, and just they let Lovecraft. you know that for yeah. sure. Yeah, I guess we'll get there. But I do. It, it feels like the color matches the type of you know creatures we're gonna see. Yeah, if you were yes. like painting your living room a, like HP Lovecraft green, that's what it would be. Yes. It's like this would be on a swatch. I like a lot of people green at home, or home Depot Chug get Sarath, that. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, we get that a lot. It's right over here, our HP Lovecraft Green. Oh, wow, you have a huge section. (laughs) Oh, yeah, just be aware, you will paint your house and then go mad. Oh, I'm okay with that. But up until then, you'll love it. It's lovely. And there, yeah, so we get, like, immediately, like, skinheads, keep it, and then cops are done. Calling skinheads is very funny to me. I don't know why. I'm like, yeah, that's what they are. How do you, okay, this is maybe a tangent. How do you guys feel about... Nazis in comics because okay I I really get excited when it's a Nazi punching issue like yeah. almost in a way where I'm like should I not like this I'm Jewish uh, <laughs> my family <laughs> suffered horribly uh, at the hands of Nazis yeah but it's one of those things where like now it's almost like a thing where I'm excited like the way that he like seeing a swastika 
is like an exciting comic book villain, which yeah. is complicated to feel. But sure. I, I truly like was like, yes, like they're going <laughs> to yeah. beat up some Nazis. Like I'm excited about this and I like seeing them almost like I like seeing like Dr. Doom or something. You know, I'm like, that's just a cool design to beat up. It's crazy. Like, like there's branding. a swastika on the bottom of the boot, which Everywhere. I think is very funny that they like went out of their way. <laughs> right. uh, you Got know. custom boots with the swastika on them. Shitty, hateful cults are meticulous. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will 100% be on board with that. Nazis are so exciting to be because I don't know. I think it's just historically and forever it will always be like it's just a symbol of true hatred towards others. Mm-hmm. So you're just always going to it's going to be the perfect villain because they they are like the motivated this is a weird way to put it like we hate villains that are just twirling mustaches right but for some reason you slap a swastika on the twirling mustache villain and you're like yeah i get it you're just full of hate right and mm. we, we want you we love beating you down because that's your only motivation is to hate and we believe it because it feels motivated through that yeah but if you remove the swastika and you're still twirling your mustache i'm like eh, i don't like you you're boring that's cra- i mean that's really the the thing that would make me hesitate like the nuance of that where it's like i'm i'm excited to see the swats like you have to like work it out in your head where it's like this is not like compared to dr doom or somebody you know it's like you don't want to it's it's awesome to see them be punched but you don't want to lose the gravity of the what it represents by them being these like silly like kooky you know well i think they have become comic book villains which almost like takes away the it gives them historical. Yeah, it takes away the power of like how awful they are. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm firmly in the camp where like I do enjoy seeing all of these Nazi villains, <laughs> uh, and there's like, but it's weird that my I reaction so. to a swastika is like cool supervillain symbol, and not like cool. I like a swastika, but of course, it's yeah. weird that I think it's like an unconscious thing that I've now been trained like through like Indiana Jones, yeah. and reading Hellboy and. I don't know what else. Even like in Captain America, the joke in Spider Verse, where it's like you know Spider Man Noir talks about like punching Nazis and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, uh, I know it's all about punching Nazis, but have we like softened Nazis yeah, through pop yeah. culture in a way that I haven't even addressed in my own brain? It's tough too because yeah. you want, at a certain point it's like, oh well, that's a good thing. We're making them look like a joke. Like they are so silly and stupid, but they also are, you know fucking coming back like they're capable of violence and it's like how oh we have to like take this it's like a weird balance of like being like fuck you guys you're so obviously idiots and then also like oh these people are real and still exist in the world yeah it's a hard it's it's something to well i think also (laughs) needs to come in waves too because that's what i was like for two examples one with the Hellboy. By the time Conqueror Worm ended, I was done with the Nazis. Uh-huh. So I'm glad that they we've moved past them. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like I don't need them anymore. Uh, that's not really speaking to what you're speaking to, but it is like it comes in waves. It's like okay, I can handle that now. Maybe we need a little more ground and we'll keep them in our right now culturally. We need to not make them our villains, right? Right. And that also when when I why I speak that is that if you look at the MCU, they chose to be like okay, we're not going to make our historical villains Nazis. They're going to be at a branch called Hydra so we can actually like go wherever we want with them and not make Nazis comical. Right. Yeah. Like make it adjacent or do like the kind of 
it's like it makes me think of improv like when you want to do a scene about like somebody who's racist but you don't want to like say those things on stage and nobody's gonna have fun hearing right. somebody say that you just make it adjacent so it's like oh yeah all Jews love bananas like that's a stereotype <laughs> yeah, yeah. we know it's like it's so obviously ludicrous and I feel like a hydra is like a you know fill-in that works well but then there is the power of just like have I don't know I, I do love the imagery of that though of somebody put you know it's like gritty the flyers mascot has become this like antifa like nazi punching thing and I love it I'm like that's great it's it makes it it's just so fun it's uh it's I don't know yeah it's a it's it's both is both it's weird but it it's weird. i agree yeah and I like there's a the cool book. factor to the swastika in a mignola comic like look it's yeah. all over this page clearly it's fun for him to draw these he bad guys he loves it i mean he loves drawing it but he, i don't think he's a bad dude i don't think like i'm in, i'm on board i'm like yes yeah <laughs> yeah kick their he's asses. not glorifying them he's just no he's having he's having joy and creating and also it's like drawing like, monsters it's just fun to yeah. draw monsters yeah. and this is a type of monster i guess and the I would way agree that they he draw it's so cool because he like He'll make the symbol like even on the back of this Nazi's hand, like blasting uh-huh. uh, Starman with fl- uh, energy. Uh, he like does. He'll do like the text, like the shadows of the hand, but then the symbol itself will be like laid over it. Yeah, it's just flat yeah. in a similar way that like I feel like the his style of doing like glasses or eyes or the um, sawed down horns. Like he'll just do a simplified circle. So it's like a just a something like that's very graphic and like obviously like punchy for him like he loves i think he really does love to draw it for that reason where it's just it shows up cool on a silhouetted nazi that's like backlit but still with the symbol super brightly um placed on his chest like it's just something that's i think aesthetically he likes to do i mean i'll say as much as we kind of are iffy on that new hellboy trailer and maybe you guys hated this I thought cool when I saw 3D glasses Nazi. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's a pretty cool image. I saw somebody like comment on the uh, like just on the YouTube page or whatever that was like, is it bad that I want those? <laughs> it was like, that's oh god. So I mean, yes, <laughs> yes, was, it is. Yeah, but I would say visually it looks cool, <laughs> but I just don't get it. Like, I my brain went two ways. Like, oh, they look cool, but then I'm like. Why the fuck are they wearing 3D glasses? What's he doing with those? Because like 3D glasses are not a thing that is known to have protected your eyes at any point. I don't know. <laughs> they do look. I thought they, Visually, they look neat, but 100%. it does raise questions. It's like, what's going on? I'm sure that'll be the focal point of the entire film is explaining why these. I hope the whole exist. story is about Hellboy. The only way you're gonna save the world is you gotta get a hold of those glasses. That's the only thing that stops the blood queen. Is she's like, what's going on here? <laughs> oh no, the glass. <laughs> Those Nazi glasses. <laughs> so, so dumb. Um, yeah, so they're, pu- you know, Starman's holding his own. Old Starman, he's punching Nazis out himself. He's uh-huh. doing a great job. But eventually he is subdued. And Batman, you know, Bruce is at this conference. So he's uh, he's witnessing it. So he real quick pops on the cowl and everything else and starts throwing batarangs around. Um you know, they're doing 
that cool thing of like he's just one man you know about batman which is always great yeah this is all really fun yeah i like this section the whole action is very well done the kirby kind of dots or you know like whatever crackle energy yes the kirby crackle yeah uh it all looks really cool especially that framed doorway shot where it says come on all of you with the exit and it just has it around it just looks yes it's so cool it's so stylized Kirby Crackle is one of the strangest things because it's, this is the obvious thing to point out, but it's like a simple style, but you slap different colors on it and it just creates a different feel every time. I love it. Like different from flames even. Like it'd be like, cool, we get it. What a flame is, it just happens to be a different color. But Kirby Crackle like. I feel like that's why it gets used across so many things because it's like. It invented a new <laughs> archetypical way of showing like weird cosmic energy, yeah. like weird like superhero stuff. It's yeah. so brilliant. Oh, and just to be specific, sorry, as I was like reading off the credits for this, so like Matt Hollingsworth specifically colored this one. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. So just to be just to be perfectly clear, so great. yeah, and I think he does such a great job in this, particularly in these two pages of showing you like like there's a slightly different green for them for the energy coming out of their hands. And there's like a residual green around the wall, like that crackle kind of becomes this, like whatever this like substance that the, mm-hmm. that, that magic leaves behind. And like, it's, it's just really cool. It gives you a bunch of different like textures and feelings for that, for that magic energy all with like just subtly different greens. It's yeah. neat. I mean, really cool. I'm looking right now at one of the, uh, we are in our whole debate about swastikas <laughs> and the use Visually being, they're visually, I mean, that's why they used them in their branding, unfortunately, is because they're visually so striking. Yeah. But damn it, this panel right at the end of the battle in this scene with the Nazi bones and then his green swastika burned in the energy behind him. Yeah. That panel alone is just like incredible. Yeah. yeah just the, the brain, the the brain, I was going to say this, what your brain goes through, like as you connect the dots between, you know, like still image to still image is it's like, Oh yeah. Like he just, he got Ursula at the end of Little Mermaid. Uh, like as a kid, just I always loved the flash of light. Like, yeah. And then you see like the skeleton of the person yeah. or like when they're being electrocuted, I'm like, that's exactly what it is. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whew. It's very cool. They're yeah. Fighting him back. They leave one of their guys behind, but yeah, he's the one who ends up exploding, getting her slid and having like the knots, like the, the swastika just burned into the floor underneath. Last them. words. It will be, it will be, it will oh. soon be October. I thought yeah. that was cool and creepy. Also, Danny made his choice, made me laugh. But also <laughs> I was like, that is funny because you know what? Of course it's some dude named Danny <laughs> yeah, who's a Nazi. Dickhead. Like they are just people. <laughs> They're idiots. They didn't have a community and this is where they found it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Danny just made like his choice. Gangs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about Danny? <laughs> Danny made his choice. What about Todd? It almost feels like you could spin off in this whole. These are like the outsiders, like for. <laughs> 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 oh man uh yeah <laughs> well we really loved these pages even yeah. though we overall apparently didn't enjoy the, the visually again i, I will constantly as we go through these these this these issues visually mignola still brings it oh yeah, yeah. and they're just they're just a lot of similar like they're batman has a lot of things that he loves to draw he's got a big old belt he's got <laughs> 
you know, he's got a scowl all the time. And scowl and cow. Scowl maybe. and cow. <laughs> scowl and cow, yeah. And like his, uh, you know, his eyes drawn that way where it's just like one color. I don't know if there's a, is there an overarching term for that? For which? For just having like, you know, he'll draw Hellboy with no pupil or iris. Like, I don't know. Really, That's a good question. And Batman's always drawn like Flisters, that. Listeners, if like, you know of... Uh, a term for that. I don't know. Uh, if there is one, let us know. But yeah. yeah, so, you know, he's got that going on. So clearly it's all stuff that he loves to draw and you can tell. You can see that. Um, yeah. And then later that night, he's hopping onto the roof talking to Gordon again. Um, and then we see Hellboy get introduced to the story all of a sudden. Pretty abruptly. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's almost he pulls like what we know Batman for coming out of the showers and just or shadows. I said shower. I mean, by he the way. did shower before, so yes, <laughs> yeah. it's appropriate. <laughs> but he sort of pops in like a Batman would do. Yeah, and for story wise, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, there's, and, and I get it. It's a two issue team up, but it almost felt like it would have benefited from like, hey, maybe just do a two issue with just Batman. Yeah, uh, it felt like they had to crunch so much in there yeah. that it just it it was at the expense of just the fun back and forth between these characters. Yeah. Rather totally. than being like, whoa, who are you know, like I want to see like them sort of size each other up more before they are instantly working together. And then it feels like it's the job of the exposition. Like Gordon convinces him just being like, well, you know, you could use some help or something. And it's like he can help you, Batman. And he's like, OK, yeah, like, but no wait, This is a big monster. Yeah. yeah. Right. What are you talking about? From what I Batman knowing Batman and his uh, his obsession with research and his detective side, he'd be like, no, this guy's going to bring about the apocalypse. Why would I work with him? Yeah. I, <laughs> I feel like he knows some shit about Hellboy. Mm. I mean, I don't like, know. I guess it's He'd be campy, like, I but... tapped into the BPRD's records. I know everything about you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just just let's hear a little bit of that back and forth. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah you Is like... there any in there? that I, Like, I can't remember if any There's a little. There's some out. fun stuff. Point like... it out because I, I, I need a refresher too because since... Uh, I I read this uh, a, a a little bit of ago before today. Um, you kind of get this like sense of you know Hellboy letting him know. Listen, I work with the BPRD, and we know a little bit about this. We might know a little bit about this more than you do, and you right. get the like Batman getting defensive about that and being <laughs> like, "I don't, I don't need help," kind of stuff. Um, but then we get like more a little more exposition explanation of it will soon be October. Um, mm-hmm. the Knights of October, some Nazis down in South it's America. It's just a lot of exposition. Yeah. And I mean, like the expl, you know, there's a lot of like Hellboy saying, I know you like to operate alone, Batman. Gordon said you might not be crazy about me working with you, but in this case, I think it would be a good idea. I think together we can do a lot more in the time we have. Yeah. There's like, I get it. You what have to mouthful. get it out quickly. <laughs> they have to work together. Yeah. You don't want to stay in this zone, but also... Come on, there's got to be a better way. And Hellboy yeah. would never say that many words. No, yeah. He, <laughs> right. Hellboy oh, crap is... is yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like his nice suit uh, in like, the beginning. Yes. I would chime it down to that what you just read about Hellboy would be like, Batman, come on. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just like, fine, suit yourself. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. Oh, great, like, you know. Right. I'm going to do this whether or not you're with me or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a bummer. It seems like there's just lost opportunities as 
you pointed out. Yeah. But then we get some fun buddy cop stuff with them. Like that's true. Careful. It's a long drop. Hey, I'm used to this. I fall down a lot mm-hmm. is very funny. Like, yeah. I'm like, and it's a call out to all your readers. Like we've seen him fall through floors. Almost every fucking story. Yeah. <laughs> Just crumbling, through. crumbling old castle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it always has. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And then we get them both interrogating people trying to you know shake people down for information in a very law and ordery kind of way i feel like they're all like kind of caricatures which is kind of fun where it's like me i'm civil-minded plus the fact that you and big red over there is scaring me to the point i could barely hold my bladder go see morty (laughs) slade he's got the scoop like (laughs) that is like the guy unpacking boxes towards yeah like a new york fish (laughs) market (laughs) you know that you'd see in like law and order in 1998 yeah i'll tell you right now yeah i saw him 16 weeks ago he was here like kind of a thing where it's like oh okay great you You just convinced me of gotham the tv show was like Law and Order and not what it is. I'd be watching. You'd it. be loving it. <laughs> That's what I thought it Sorry, was going to be initially. <laughs> Gotham Central, that comic that was pretty much. I don't know if you guys ever read it. No, it's really good. It's also cool. finite run, so it's pretty easy to read. Uh, but it's basically like, what if you just followed the cops of Gotham City? Batman does not show up. He's talked about. Yeah. Uh, and then like every now and then, like supervillains aren't really in it, but like it, like they're cleaning up or like having to deal with it, but. For the most part, it's just like thugs, gangsters, and it's like Renee Montoya, who's like a big character yeah. in Batman. Like they really like fleshed out a lot of the cop characters, and it's that's cool. Fun. It's really good. I will read that. That sounds cool. That does sound wonderful. But yes, this is also but like so much exposition where it's like, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah just um, I mean, this is a. I feel like a child when I say like I when you flip to a page and it's this much dialogue occupying so much of it, it really makes like my eyes go cross for a second. Like where I'm, you know, and I love to read, like I'll read a book, uh, you know, I'm not uh, dumb as dumb as I could be. I don't know. Anyways. So there you see like this visual much medium. exposition. It's like, it feels more like a chore. Yeah. Like, you better like, write good dialogue. Yeah. If it's going to be this much. Yeah. Like there's, yeah, there's, there's a way to do it. And this is hundred percent you know, agree. I think he's trying to do that with this character too, where it's like, you know, it's like, but when it's the scarecrow's got a book, he calls Morty, not me. Where you know, like, <laughs> yeah, that character trying. is the most interesting in the page with him, Batman <laughs> right. and Hellboy. Like Batman and Hellboy are just so like, sad. and who was it that had the book? Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, just not having the most fun they could have. Yeah, and then, um, we go to this kind of like old dilapidated building where we meet Morty. Um, I love you know Mignola can draw bricks on a wall in a way that you know most people can't it's still it's so great like he does all these little details with such fucking finesse and it's beautiful like it looks great um but yeah so he's uh he batman goes up to ask this to ask morty questions says he doesn't know anything and then crashes through a glass (laughs) through his underwear (laughs) yeah in his tidy whiteies and he's you know trying to flee Fun. I'm okay. Fun. The more action it is, the more fun it is. And these sure. two issues. And the Hellboy Boo is very cinematic, a fun like that yeah. feels Boom. like yeah. what you want out of this. It yeah. really does switch back and forth for me. It's like page by page, you know? It's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah, so we see him get busted. He gives them the information that the Nazis are going to this uh they're all at this airplane hangar, uh, you know, like pretty cool looking, smoky. Tons of Nazis. We get a big, cool Nazi bot 
you know, Batsy. Like, yeah, Batsy. <laughs> Batsy. <laughs> I wish they would all call him that. Batsy. <laughs> yes, masters. <laughs> yeah, right. Hate. That's exactly Good how program this thing to would hate. Talk. <laughs> yeah, he's got a, He's even got an extra little skull in front of. It's the really fun. There's no explanation. There's just a Nazi robot. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> Super neat. Um, they all look like Rogers. Uh, yeah, they do. They have. Yeah. Maybe like, that's what they are. They're a bunch of homunculi. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> look like. I guess they're skinheads, and Roger just accidentally looks like a skinhead. Yeah. That would have been a great storyline where Roger has to go undercover with in, with skinheads. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he refuses to wear any clothes though. Uh, as is Roger's way. Stop with your while. crotch, dude. Uh, normal. It's normal. It's just wood with a ring. Wood, uh, nothing weird going on here. Would this diaper help? <laughs> Anything? Pants? Something? Um, yeah, and so they're like, just kind of, you know, casing the place, looking at, uh, watching the mill around, watching the Nazis move about the, you know, Batman actually admits to Hellboy that he's like, you have helped me. I don't know very much about this magic. I could if I wanted to. Yeah, this feels like the the thing that would happen at the end of the story. But since we know that it's going to since like and having read it, we know that Batman is just gone. Yeah. They have to do this wrap up where it's like, you know, we work differently, but you really helped me. I was wrong. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, this is why we don't. This is boring. This you is spent like a night together hat. and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, I felt you guys like are on a time crunch too. like, let's get. Hang on. There. I just want to open up to you a little bit <laughs> yeah. uh, and in a completely unearned earned fashion uh and sure yes in between the panels they hung out together but i think this just would have been better as two issues of just the two of them and then we would have earned this moment 100 percent um but you know yeah then they get to the fighting again and it's fun and that's the fun (laughs) yeah we get more blasts of magical energy we get a nazi with a with like a swastika tattooed into the back of his head or scarred or something you know there are is this like the most swastikas I've we've ever seen? This is in the most, Mignola? yeah, I've ever yeah, seen. I think in it any has the world place. record. World record. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> most swastikas in a panel. <laughs> I mean, it really is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is insane. And also, like, just there's a point where Brandy just gets too much. Like, the, an ad, even an ad company, you're like, saturating. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, people are going to be turned off by this. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> All these swastikas. I mean, they're on forearms. They're, you know, they're just everywhere. I think that's very funny. To me, that's just him being like, how many can I put on these people? <laughs> yeah. He's got, he knows. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, but- and Mignola does have that. That kind of sense of humor yes. you feel from all I of think his so, yeah. writing. He's got he's got like the sweet grumpy old man vibe, even when he was a young man. You know, like <laughs> yeah. there are certain people who are made to be <laughs> perpetually age, you know, sixty eight. Yeah, <laughs> and I would That's bet just so much what this character is. I feel it's just I love his it. curmudgeonly. Uh, attitude yes that's through. maybe a less ageist way of saying it curmudgeonly <laughs> yeah. curmudgeonly yes curmudgeonly. old uh, grumpy bastard <laughs> yeah. you, know, you really wear your fucking age Mignola <laughs> no 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 I like him I think he's great uh, I love this robot you know you get a cool like ping kind uh-huh. of thing where he like gets screws. to dent his head yeah looks like an old like thermos or something and yeah. I like his hands too that you get this uh, feeling that if he you know, if he had more time to fight, he'd be like shooting those arms off at like on a chain or something like that. Like Ooh, they yeah. look really neat. Um, we get the bo- the guy who's in charge. Uh, her dance. What should we do? Uh, do I keep fighting you fool? Like I assume he has a, a German accent. That's fun. Yeah. I think that's like that's classic, like pulpy Nazi stuff. Yeah. He's got the like glassy either like I guess 
eye implant or something. He's got something in there. Yeah, you know, he's he's the big bad. He's got to have some missing eye or something. Yeah, some like distinguishing. He's got the very interesting short mohawk kind of a haircut. Mm-hmm. Very neat. We see Starman older, you know, Starman Senior is still alive and waiting to get shipped to South Africa or South America here. And uh, meanwhile, Hellboy and Batman are, you know, you get a cool like panel on top of panel of them p- throwing a punch. Then we get to that airplane. The real fun. Yeah, it's moving October. quickly now. We get some like really cool and action. a nice little blood drip right there. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Little, little gross blood drip. What yeah. fun detail! Really and like, yeah, hit. like his like hatching here <laughs> behind the cloud. Like he's having, he's you know, he's having fun with these panels. Oh, yeah, this is so fun. Any Nazi robot getting exploded like that, and all of this. Oh yeah, that's great. All the gears God. and screws flying everywhere. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we we also get a Nazi sacrifice jumping out of the plane to knock Batman out of, you know, from being able to sweep up into. The yeah, his cape work is his cowl. Oh, that cape work is just so fun. Yeah, it creates such a nice, cool uh, diagonal there. It's so pretty. It's a good time. I want to say pretty, but it's yeah, that crunch. <laughs> crunch is the best way to describe it, Justin. The crunch of the cape. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Very starched. Yeah, they, I perhaps overstarched Batman's cape. Uh, Alfred, you overstarched my cape again. Sorry. Practically stands I'm a very itself. old man. Uh, I'm basically I'm, an adult's nanny. <laughs> oh, what, oh, a, what a horrible relationship they seem to have. Yeah. Uh, a man who dresses up and uh, uh, relives his child trauma and then just is mean to the old man who's yeah. the only one who's been nice to him. <laughs> Great. Oh, man. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Nazis. <laughs> More Nazis meetings. I just like bummed this, me out like and I've portal. been reading Nazis for pages and I just got more bummed Yeah, down. I really like this action. It just seems that, I mean, and this might be just my, maybe this is being overly critical. It just feels like, and I don't think this is Mignola's fault. I think this maybe comes from the what is expected for the story. And like you said, because they're trying to get so much in, some of this action starts to just sort of teeter out for me. After the robot goes down, I'm like, okay. Then the portal opens, but I'm like, there's even action in here that I start to get a little bored of. And I'm it like, it does okay. feel like a hat on a hat on a hat. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, all of this would be cool if you guys really condensed it. Uh, or just get to the guy stabbing himself in the chest and that opens a portal that a bunch of people jump into in his chest. Like, that's the fun. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) It's not like you need to earn things at this point. This is... uh, Yeah, these are two, like, super well-known characters that are like... Yeah. This shit is wild already. Yeah, yeah, such a cool panel, though. Batman, grab a hold of something, anything, and you get a cool, like, visual representation of them earning each other's respect, which is just holding on to them desperately while it's like, while they're getting sucked into something. Mm-hmm. And lastly, a big old swastika. <laughs> yeah, yes. Dude. If you thought that little Kirby crackle that swastika. Saw, <laughs> and again, I feel bad that I think it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> I really and I hate is, myself for loving. This makes me this feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to go home and tell your parents. You're like, mom, dad, as a Jew, I like for the love of God, don't. swastikas. We understand. We love swastikas too. <laughs> We're all bad Jews. Uh, oh, this is worse than I thought. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
Oh my god. No. That won't happen. <laughs> oh, what a comical turn. <laughs> and then they say goodbye to each other, right? Like Yeah, yeah like or they just, plan to leave together. Yes, they're planning yes. and then there's turn of events, I guess. Yeah, we see them. Well, he's of- going to go chase after him. Is this where he's like, I'm going to go keep after them? But then it's like, I can't remember if it's happening here or when Starman. He's just like, Batman's like, I got other stuff to do. Truly, <laughs> it's on the way home. They're like, we got to do this together. And then he's like, Gordon, then the bat signal shows him. He's like, actually, the Joker came back. Yeah. And he's like, I, sorry, I can't. Yeah. I'm yeah. Pre- and he's like, you can't go with? Or- no. Bruce Wayne has a plane. My friend Bruce <laughs> Wayne has planes faster than the ones Nazis used. It's like, that's so silly. Like that asking for a friend, silly. you know, like it's like, we okay. Oh, your friend? Cool. That would be the my quickest friend way. Has it. I, yeah. I, you know, it's them. It was my friend. Yeah. <laughs> like if that, I didn't, if I'm Hellboy and I don't know Batman, I'm like, either that's your alter ego or that's your boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you said just, that so... <laughs> You know him too well. Yeah, yeah it could right. just be like, I have access to a plane that right. goes faster. Him saying that phrase immediately is calls up, like, we know who you are immediately until, like, maybe, you, have you read Batman Incorporated? Yes. That's where I'm like, okay, now I can, like, the world can understand why they know each other. Mm-hmm. But before that, you should, Batman should never mention Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> name he should be like, nope, we don't know each other. Or not even just, don't even mention him. Yes. Don't right. ever have his his name come out of your mouth. <laughs> I guess it is also like, this is a fun crossover. Who cares? Yeah, but I agree. Right. <laughs> it's the same as like the Clark Kent glasses, no glasses, and nobody, everybody's just yeah. kind of fooled. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then a Starman appeared. What does he say? Yeah. I'm coming too. <laughs> yeah. In that leather jacket. I'm coming too. He's got those cool green goggles. Yeah, James yeah. James Dean of the superheroes. Oh yeah, what a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing jeans. James Jean. James, James Jean. <laughs> He's like you know. That is, he is a very '90s superhero. Very much. He's very, got yeah. that jacket. He's got. I mean, he's it's a cool, weird design. He looks cooler when Mignola draws him, I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, he, he does look pretty cool. I mean, he doesn't have a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. I feel like that's the one cool 90s thing he may be. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe this character doesn't smoke. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. I don't remember enough about him, but I did own an action figure of him at one point. <laughs> okay. I mean, he cool. looks cool. Like, he looks like he comes with cool accessories. He's got the, like, staff and, the like, the goggles and that he had a real cloth jacket too. Oh yeah, baby. Sweet. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, so that's the end of this first issue. Yeah, which was titled Gotham Gray Evil. <laughs> <laughs> I like the titles. I like that I they play with color. I yeah. do too cuz this the issue 2 is called Jungle Green Horror. And I do like going to jungle. Yeah. Yeah. It is cool. It's it's like a you don't like he's Mignon has done it a couple times in Hellboy, the like jungle scenery, but you, you don't get to see it that much. And so you get to see like, yeah, I guess we'll get to it in a second. He's so right now we have. Um, yeah, we're getting to it. Yeah. We so Batman's going like giving them the plane. Um, they both, my friend. Yeah. From my, <laughs> this friend. Is my, from my friend. This is uh, my friend. And if you find an extra cape and cowl in there, it's because he holds it there for me. Yeah. He keeps yeah. it just in case. Just I've never been in the actual plane. plane. No. What's a plane? <laughs> <laughs> and again, another great cover for issue two. Ooh. And it has it's like purple. Yeah. The Harris? piece of purple Would've is Would have never fucking, known from this graphic uh, novel yeah. that just yeah. makes it black and white for no reason. Like. It makes it pop really, it's really nice. It's very cool. And it has that weird, like, sort of, that symbol with the pyramid. and Yeah, like, the symbol that we'll see propellers. on his, uh, like, a chain that held one of, you know, just in a pocket of 
Hellboys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, They're very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it makes it does make Starlet Man look pretty cool. I don't know where you got that jacket made. I mean, they all get jackets. It was made. from a, a Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like a superhero that's like, hey, I don't. I don't have a paycheck for this. Yeah, you don't ever get that good a jacket new. <laughs> no, you got to like has to have it's like oh time shit. on it. It's this was a in. lucky find. <laughs> um yeah, so we get to have like a little back and forth between the three of them. Uh-huh. Just a little bit. Um they, you know, Batman's saying, you know, I understand why you're a jokester. Like still not take I so humorless. Say yuck to this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this one panel. I, in fact, I think I envy you, you, your ability to find light in the darkness. You mean literally or figuratively? Both. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's a poop line. It, come on, we don't. Also, like this is another reason why you shouldn't spend one issue finally building up a relationship, then abandon it, so you have to completely redo more exposition and character building. Yeah. Yeah. You are right. I wonder why. Like, I wonder why. I, I think it's because it he was excited about Starman. Like, I think Starman was his thing, but I bet Batman kind of sold it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like. Like, whose decision must that have been? Like, the publisher? Like, who? I wonder. Yeah, I, I do wonder why. It's a mix, probably. They maybe were like, we're only budgeted to give you two issues. Yeah. Yeah, it could be that and time then, scheduling. Because artists, I mean. Sometimes yeah. that, a lot of things are just that. Like, yeah, and we all are ambitious when we come up with things, and then sometimes you're like, "Shit, well, there's a deadline, and I have to put all this stuff in here because this is what I pitched." Or, yeah, yeah. Cram us all in. You know what? Sorry, James Robinson. Really, <laughs> Sorry, James. We understand. We'll come full yeah. circle. Yeah. <laughs> um, they get to get off a nice crack on, uh, you know, because they're both jokesters. They get to say that guy needs a vacation. Tell me about it. I guess it it is interesting to see like Hellboy shifts from being the joke guy in the first one set against Batman to kind of straight manning Starman mm-hmm. and yeah. sometimes, uh, you know, chiming in. But like he shifts roles, which yes. is kind of fun. Yeah, totally. That's like a fun juxtaposition for both characters. But don't worry, we get to two pages full of boring exposition. <laughs> in a again. fucking plane traveling. Big old speech bubbles. Yeah, sitting, sitting. Not even really, you know, they could be eating fucking airplane peanuts or something. Yeah, there could be a joke. Anything. There could be a joke about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like how he can't fit in the small bathroom. There's uh-huh. a lot of potential here. For- Ooh, I like your yeah. rewrite. I like your punch <laughs> up of this. That's way better. That's now in my head canon of this. <laughs> something. <laughs> oh, you Hellboy know? have a problem with that airplane bathroom. Yeah, yeah do you have a red Sharpie? I'm just going to scribble over this book. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a pretty boring two pages. They explain all the oh, stuff, right? And I hate yeah. like... When you just throw ex, um, ex, oh my god, I can't say that word. Exposition. I for some reason always will like elude Stumble me in my brain, it. my tongue. Yeah, it's you okay. said it earlier. It was normal. Because <laughs> I now thought you're of, thinking I about stop it. and thought about it. Yeah. But there are like you. There are examples in comics and in movies where you have character development through that occurring. Yes. And that's what it's just missing is that we're not. You're only giving us one heavy-handed part of that. Of like, here's what. We'll give you all the backstory versus like, where's the characterization? Whereas if they're stuck on a plane together, yeah, there's opportunity to make them have to force them to get to know each other. Yeah. So put that in there as well. Truly like, running with your bathroom idea. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. Hellboy's in the bathroom and they're talking through a bathroom. That's like <laughs> right. immediately a more interesting version of like conveying exposition. Cause in between he's like, 
I don't know. There's something like you don't you didn't spring for like the soft TP or something like yeah. some dumb joke. Anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I only want poop jokes. Uh, clearly, my punch ups are. Uh, I'll leave it to you. Like we used to, you know, we learn a little bit about Starman Senior. It's almost like I don't even. He's just being used as a tool for like I don't need to know really uh, for like. Not that it's uninteresting, but I, for the this story, I don't need to know that he's a man of science and he doesn't have any interest in the metaphysical. It did not really play out other yeah. than it feels like that's how they pitched it. And they were like, yeah, here's what they're going to butt heads against. But yeah. the, the, they're, they don't actually do that in a meaningful way. I guess way. maybe it's if you're just, a bigger Starman fan and you'd have to be like, well, why would he do this? I guess that's, that's the only that's thing. That's true. We're coming in from like a, we like bat. We know who Batman is. We right. like Hellboy and Starman shrug. Yeah, yeah. 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 So maybe, yeah, that's probably it where they're like, we have to justify this to the hardcore Starman heads. <laughs> Starheads. Um, yeah, Starheads. Big Starheads. Um, let's hear from you, Starheads. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Starheads. Hashtag let's hear from you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they're just like, they're talking a little bit. Uh, why don't you get some sleep? Me, I don't sleep much. Uh, plane flies on. We get that joke, though. Yeah. I'm sick of jumping out of planes and things not going right and me falling all the way down. I think that's great. It's, it's great. a really funny joke. It's really, Wish really funny. the whole issue had these. I think it also, they missed a payoff, though, where... This is getting to the next couple pages, but like Starman like zaps him down, but then they get blasted out of the sky. Yeah. But then he saves him again. But if he didn't save him and Hellboy did fall to the ground <laughs> yeah. and get hurt, be like, crap. You yeah. know, like yeah. there's like a funny like, I just don't want to fall out of a plane and hit the ground. And then he does. And then you get is to. the punchline to what you just said? Oh my god, yeah, you're right. You're 100 percent right. He should have fallen to All the right, ground and then called this. it out and been like, <laughs> well, nothing ever changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give me that sharpie. <laughs> That's great. We That's will go great. in. I the three of us that. will go into Dark Horse and pitch rewriting this. Guys, this 1998 comic could have been slightly better. <laughs> We're not the weird ones. You are. Uh, they locked the fucking deadbolt on us. Yeah. Um. Hey, good thing we uh, got that deadbolt, eh, Marty? <laughs> yeah. That's right. For these three creeps, let's let them do what they want. They flew to Portland to do this. <laughs> Oh my god They're also buying Liz Sherman beer <laughs> Which uh, we can't fault them for We're selling it <laughs> um, Oh we also get Carumba Out of uh, that's his Exposition or his uh, like Carumba uh, yeah, yeah, like, What I who, says, cause who says that Other than Bart Simpson But I yeah. only can think of Bart Simpson I, I, I googled it to be like what's the origin of this I don't know what it is It's literally just a It's like a Spanish like like yikes or or something like that it's basically then why is he saying it's like a derivative of like the Unless word the for Spanish. penis i think he's oh, like really? a, it's just a like a goofy thing wait it's, it's a goofy penis? Th- well it means i guess penis? it's like in spanish that's like it's a it's like a it's like derived from this other word that means penis but it's not oh. literally it's not being like ah dick it's like it's like a it general a- curse word that's like oh. ah, fu-. like it's used in like you can use it in a certain way to be like go to hell or you can use it in a certain way to be like Oh shit! Like a like you know hmm. to shout something. When so you they get were hurt. getting around the censors and Simpsons by yeah. having Bart Simpson say Very that loosely. little boy it's shouting like a, penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, not like penis. A there's like different connotations for it. It's like very. It's not. It's usually not literal. Is right. was my impression right. from the minutes of googling that. <laughs> That's more than we did. So. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah, thank you, Kate. I was just, you know, I was like, what the hell does this mean? I've heard it all my life from Bart Simpson. What does this mean? 
Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they get saved, swoop down. Um, of course, Nazis are on them pretty much immediately. Um, love the color. Yeah, no, really green. Cool. I mean, like I didn't. The fact that it's two different colorists across both issues is surprising to me because it is pretty consistently great. I agree. Yeah, a little more um, like neon than I guess we'd normally see with like the yellows and the greens, yeah. but not in a bad. It's not bad at all. Like, yeah, and I like the red, like the red of the Nazis' goggles uh, with the green of the forest. Yeah, that, totally. They go really well together and. Hellboy, of course, standing out in that is awesome. Yeah, it feels different from the uh, because normally we're in like a European castle or something like that, and this really feels like just with that subtle color change, different kind of pulp, different yeah, different pulp. Good splash page. Oh yeah, that's a great yeah, great splash page. (sighs) That's why this exists, you know. It's for these like the few splash pages. Uh, I mean, they have these uh, very Mister Freeze uh, back. Tanks. Pa- tanks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that literally is the one Mignola designed for the animated series, Mr. Freeze. Oh, is cool. that? <laughs> I'm, he was I'm hired dumb. to do freelance for Mr. Design Freeze. And it, Mr. Freeze is the one that, yeah, he did. If, you look, at, if you look at him, it looks like Von Klempt. Yeah, like, yeah. Is 100%. He's got the jar of a head. Yeah. And like, that makes so much sense. It's Why did I not? That the just, best design. My eyes are open. That scent chills up my back because it, like, coming to the realization <laughs> of that. It's, yeah, it's real. Wow. That's real chills cool. up my wow. back. <laughs> uh, did I say on my back? What did I say? No, it's just a, just a good freeze. Oh, because Mr. Freeze, yeah. Oh. I love it. Well, it's not a pun. It's just the idiom saying, uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I did it without knowing. It's something he would say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's great. I love that. Uh, yeah, we get like very cool designs. I guess like they're not flamethrowers. They're lo- I don't know. They have cords attached to them. I yeah. love all the gear. It's it's really neat. Silly, but just like the right amount of pulp. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's my chomped on cigarette that I wanted. One uh-huh. of the Nazis was yeah flying through the air, and like little <laughs> um you know flecks of blood as he's punching. Like a lot of really nice little details there. Yeah. All these Nazis wearing like. They turn out to be night vision goggles. Their super, their eyes are super sensitive to the light. Starman gets the hint and he blasts them with this like, I guess that's what this rod does. It shoots out like super bright light and they're all incapacitated. Fucking eyes burned out. I did like, boy, that sure did the trick. Yeah, it's fun beating up Nazis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the dialogue here gets a little bit better when you have the two fun characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even though Batman should be the perfect straight man. <laughs> for help. Yeah, the straight man can be funny yes. in the scene. As right? he should be, yeah. But uh but yeah, not always. Um so yeah, so what now we tie him up. We get to see him all tied up to the tree, but we're bringing this one. He's our map, you know. Uh-huh. And that's what he's for. Um and then we come to this town that the Nazis took over, you know, some like mining town I think they said and then the Nazis took it over and we get this these cool like Crazy shot of like the cannon and this some sort of laser. We don't know quite yet. From afar, it looks like a toy city and like they just used a microscope. Like that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It's like really cool. Uh, I love also the pacing here. The top right with like the uh, close up of the just the leaves, the jungle leaves. And then the close up of his eye was like, there's that timing. He does such a good job of directing your attention. Totally. And there it is. That big toy. I think yeah. that big that shot right there of it, the close up of our big machines, is pretty fucking cool. Yes, yeah, dude. And you gotta love the Nazis for putting up banners on this on the little town. 
<laughs> Excuse me, you gotta love the Nazis, Dave? <laughs> yep, someone's gonna use that against me. <laughs> uh, yeah, just pull that out of context. I mean, we're I'm implicated across the board from me being like, it's cool! Swaptos are cool! Uh... Please don't edit this to make it sound like we love uh, Nazis, guys. Well, now we've implanted the idea in their heads. <laughs> Shit. They're starting already. All your alt-right audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you guys given up on us by now? Alt-right? <laughs> um, <laughs> should I talk about my my girlfriend some more? Uh, your fiance? <laughs> fiance? That's going to really rub them wrong. <laughs> yeah. There's no uh, uh, gendered fiance word, so it's like, I better make a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I do like Starman's joke here too. You get that big, like, uh, these like huge colossal machines and like the banners and everything. Nice. Homie. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, yeah. So he like gets to have a little silliness there. Calls him Ratsy. Ratsy. Yeah. Ratsy. I mean, uh, the question Ratsy. Yeah. That's just fun. Very fun. Yeah. yeah. Always fun to see, you know, this like big talking tough guy, Nazi, immediately get scared shitless and be like, I'll talk like, you know, <laughs> you'll never, you'll never squeeze this. This was crazy to me though. Right. Like he, he like did, they didn't even do anything to him. And then he no. explains the like two pages worth of backstory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I won't talk, but then I understand like maybe giving a little bit of information just so you don't get hurt. But he's flat out is like, here you go. Yeah. He might as well have like, pulled out a manual and gave it them like here's our plan he does essentially <laughs> yeah like that whole next page is just him angrily telling them the plan and it's like even it's like a lovecraftian go- elder god as in lovecraft elder i hate god. that yeah. it's a real i hate that so much because we know that Hellboy's so influenced by lovecraft but it's never like blatantly like we live in a world where lovecraft created all this craziness yeah, around yeah. so to call it out like Almost makes it, it just sillies it up. It ruins the world and it feels like a cheap and easy joke. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but then they're like, which one? And he's like, oh, here's the one. I'll tell you everything you need to know about the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's sloppy. It goes back and forth from yep. good to Clunky bad. clunk. Yeah. I do like the line, who will you say? These ideals are golden. Like with this, you know, I mean. Probably with a German accent, but yes. I, won't, I won't subject you guys. Well, There's, a German, a Nazi saying hooey is... Right, yeah. <laughs> I do like, want to hear that. Yeah. Like Colonel Clink or some shit. Yes. Like, it's like yes. so silly. Exactly. Um, and maybe that's what they're going for. I yeah. can't tell. Yeah, Tone is confusing. Oh, he also explains that Ted Knight um, is, you know, doing their bidding because of some amazing mix of drugs that make him, oh, you man. know, just subject to whatever like do whatever the fuck they want mind um, control cool mind control drugs um a real which, like, you muppet guys, movie <laughs> you guys already have like magic Just say it's magic yeah why do you gotta be it's like i guess like i don't know maybe they wanted i, I don't know like you guys are shooting magic at them the whole time like, yeah it can be like oh the influence of this creature compelled him to yeah, do also it this or, god yeah this elder god yeah, is what's doing it have his eyes glow green and make him fucking I, I don't know. I just didn't understand why. Why it's drugs. It's like, yeah. I guess it's just, uh, I mean, it really is just too many things. <laughs> like it's we a don't, lot. Do we Definitely. need a guy to be brainwashed in the middle of all this? Yeah. No. It's a lot. Yeah. So they're, he's no, explaining don't. that they're siphoning the light energy from a particular star, the home star of this creature, um, of star this elder god. Star man. Star oh. man. Okay. 
And he's, uh, yeah, he's like using this thing to like beam that energy down. They're like, uh, how? That's not, you know, the speed of light. And there he's like, magic, okay? Basically. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, we use drugs and magic. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, there, I guess there's <laughs> so much. It's so much. Science, drugs, uh, magic. Uh, yeah. That was the original title for this. It was <laughs> Science, Drugs, Magic, not Hellboy, Batman, Starman. Or yeah, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, the, 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 you know, the thesis statement is the God grows. So it's getting, they're awakening this old God. He's getting bigger. I liked this joke. Yeah, that is a good Which joke. Which is this one? Whoa, he's a big boy and many sided. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even just and his little grin fingers. on his face as he says it. But then they killed their own joke by being like, now that was from Lovecraft. Don't be trying to impress me with watered down HP. Ugh. It's like, we don't need to call this out. Like, yeah. this isn't. Let it just exist. Just, yeah. just, it's funnier if this, this weird, maniacal, you know, Nazi says, and many sided. <laughs> and many sided. It uh, like he's so Mignol is so funny. Like when he wants to be funny, like visually he can tell a joke so well. Just like the yes. the posture, his like sudden smirk, and yeah. he's so like, proud of it to say it. You know, like I love uh, like an insane character not realizing they're crazy, like, being yeah. like, mm-hmm. "This is a good time for it too." I like worshiping a big weird pod thing. <laughs> Yeah, dude. You um, guys are the weird ones. <laughs> yeah. Don't you see him? He's such a great god. So yeah, they're like, attack, you got a plan? Nope, just asking. Um, um yeah, very fun. Then we see from like the from this like fortress, the Nazis uh I love this Nazis like crazy like fish lips. Uh-huh. I think he looks like cause so many um you know, a lot of the times with like the skinheads, they'll have like one sort of one sort of look, but he'll do like little subtle things sometimes to make them look different. Yeah, this guy's got bad lips. Yeah, yeah. he's got personality, you know, he's got character. Uh-huh. He's got like acne scars. His face is like pitted. And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, oh, that's like cool. What a cool little detail for this. Yeah. Um, And then just like every gun and laser and like fucking hand blast of energy they can shoot at Starman. Um, I thought it was neat. Um, We get a cool, I guess. Starman fan joke. I uh, Opal City. I come from Opal City. Uh, yeah, cool. All, all right, that's where he's from. <laughs> yeah. Is that really where he's from? Yeah, guess right. so. Opal City. It's I funny see. how the DC has so many like fictional cities. Uh huh. Whereas Marvel is like, we're gonna just ground it immediately in the, uh, the common world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But DC's like, no, every hero has a different metropolitan. Have I'd you love seen to the maps? Is there a map? Where, yeah, there nice. are maps. Every, there's like, uh, there's maps where it shows you like where Gotham is and, and here's New York and here's uh, Metropolis and here's like, you know. They I need have to like, see all, like every city for every superhero DC just to see how insane that map is. Yeah. <laughs> Google it, dude. It exists. There, and then there. them also existing in addition to our own. Like cities sounds even more bonkers. It is strange. Yeah. I don't think they need the real cities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I think Gotham just is a stand-in for New York, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we get to, like, now we're getting some real Mignoli stuff, like uh, decrepit uh, stone walls and, um, you know, old machinery broken down. Um, very great panel there showing you, like, enshrouded in shadow just cool. Just yeah. the bad guy being bad. Yep. Old old man Nazi, like, 
he hates old man Starman. They <laughs> yeah. fought back in the day. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna shoot you for what you what you did now, and I'm gonna shoot you for what you did then. Cause my you dad, you punched my dad once or something, probably. Yeah. And um yeah, checked out a little bit. Uh yeah. we're done with the exposition, please. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm gonna talk need... I'm gonna talk very vague now. Yeah. Um yeah, so he does that and then yeah, look who's talking, like to like Hellboy busts in through the floor, knocks him, knocks the gun out of his hand. Uh, look, it's a monster. Great. Nazi son of a get a good punch in. Doesn't even use the right hand, just knocks this guy out with the left and, <laughs> yeah. and picks up a... Uh, He's uh, not worth the right hand of yeah. doom. No. You don't get to taste this, buddy. <laughs> this has hit me. Because he has a right hand of doom, do you, does that, is Hellboy a southpaw? Because he uses that hand probably a lot? Yeah, he doesn't sign stuff with, with his, his right hand right of doom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So he's I a southpaw so. like in a fight, right? Yeah. All right. That's all. I just I don't know why I like, have never thought of it. That all right. Ambidextrous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He I mean, yeah, he seems to use both, but for this one it's like whatever. I, I like it. I like the little braiding on his again, like really cool little details. Uh as usual Mignola mm, is so like deceptively simple. He has so much going on and says so much with he's uh uh, what is it like? Uh, he does so much with so little. What the economy fuck? Of... economy of yeah of like lines here. Yeah. yeah, he's very great. Um, you guys know I think Mike Mignola is great. Okay, here <laughs> we go. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, so he picks up Starman Senior running out. Jack, I got your dad. <laughs> like. I think it's very. I silly. think I'm so bored of this story by now. Well, don't be... worry. It cuts to later. They yeah. they kill the momentum of the action. I don't know why we have to do this. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, this is specifically what you're you're addressing right now. It's like where I'm like, what? Just go the straight hell? into taking down the big monster. Like we deal with dad. Yeah. Wrap it up afterwards. Ugh, it's insane. But we and do Dad's get a cool shot strong. of a chameleon. Like it's not like he's just a <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is a cool shot of like the god growing bigger and stuff. Oh yeah. Um they get him out they get senior out of harm's way, but it's like yeah, it, it, you're right. It like halts the momentum completely. And then he's like a strong old man. And he's he's just an old drugged. man. It's, like, it's not like they told you he was like, that stuff's going to just, it's not like there's a timer on his, like on for dad. No, right? but dad needed to explain everything more. <sighs> yeah, dude. Couldn't God we have it. done, this could have been done in a, uh, just a more efficient way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what it, does he explain to them now? To oh, do let's it? see. God, My, Oh, he explains that his, he helped build the machine. His body was working for them because of the drug, but his mind was independent. So he. Oh, he, like he does like a spell speak. safe or something? Yeah, I think so. Well, they just used uh, the wrong size, the wrong gauge of wiring for right, the Right. He just, because of his brain, because he was in control of his brain, he was like, I didn't acknowledge that. All and, like, of this boils down to like, there's a weakness in the machine. Yes. Right. Like we could have just he said that. Started. Pretty, and also, like, we know that they're going to blow it up. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't have to. It's totally a superhero comic. Why. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like a magical staff. Like, I'm, I don't need to, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're it's working too hard to get to the thing that we know it's already mm -hmm. gonna yeah. come. <laughs> so back to the Nazis. Uh, shoot them down. A bunch of other cool, like kind of silhouetted figures here with the like, like that's what I mean. Like him, like a nearly silhouetted figure with just a little bit of backlighting and goggles, two circles yeah. for goggles, and the like bot Nazi armband. Just like looks great. Really yes. cool. Yeah. Yeah. That panel's great. Got some more Kirby Crackle. Yeah, some more Kirby Crackle as they're like 
running their plan. And then the big monster. Big monster's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a Mignola comic if it didn't have a big monster. Big tentacly monster with a weird snout. Yeah, like, very cool. He's got... It it looks like that monster looks like it has, like, mouth, like, multiple mouths. It's Mm -hmm. almost like the alien mouth in a different... But a different, of course, more frog-ass. The Russian doll of gross giant mouths. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's gross. (laughs) Tentacles within tentacles, like crazy. Like, yeah, what is, um, I guess that's like a squid-like kind of like uh-huh. thing where you have this two pieces of his like torso or whatever. Yeah, like I it. love it. So He's really neat. But I like a monster like that because you, your brain can't really comprehend its its um, anatomy. Mm-hmm. You're just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that's it is like. That's Lovecraft's whole deal. Is yeah, you can't totally. comprehend it. It's making you crazy. <laughs> and then, yeah, so we get to see Big Bad Eyeball again. He's, uh, I knew you'd come back. Uh-huh. Um, open fire. No. And like, yeah, just cool buildings crashing. Uh, energy everywhere. You guys need Bob Vila, which is the host of This Old House, if you guys don't remember that show. Oh, I remember and it's not funny. <laughs> I I, it went over my like, head. I Did it really? Like, yeah. It, I just didn't. I didn't know the reference. The only reason I, I know is because my dad bad. used to have it on TV all the time. It was on PBS, My right? dad was like a contractor, you know, so he would watch Bob Vila. Uh-huh. He would watch like these house repair shows. I guess it's in line with the Frasier joke. It's right in there, I earlier. think. Yeah. For sure. But I feel like Frasier is more, whoops, um, more well known for sure. More well known. It feels a little more in. Yeah, tune with like something like hot. Like it's inferring that like I don't know. It just was well structured. Yeah, I guess better. This I guess this is also what pop I, culture jokes do: is they just immediately date. Yeah, <laughs> your your stuff. So it's, it's think, easy at the time, and then later it's like okay, you know, it's an eye roll. Yeah, and I think the other one was just a joke that wasn't working as much, so hard. It wasn't trying to make Fraser the punchline. It was just part of. The overall, like, that's what Joker wanted. Right. I think James Robinson more just of his is, a, is an old dad who likes TV. Is yeah, the impression you're right. I got from it. I was like, he, that, these are just the shows he likes. Was this all, yeah, I guess was Bobby this at was the time? PBS. I remember watching it always and showing, like, when I'd watch Saturday television and just when you're a kid and you're just doing nothing and you're at home and you've missed the block of cartoon and cartoons certain, are over. What else is on? And yeah. you just click through and you'd, oh, I remember Bob Vila time. would be on. You'd be yeah. like, oh, I don't want to watch this man do a house. I'm a kid. Dude, if, <laughs> if my dad had the remote, that's what was on TV. And I was like, I was, it, it was just absurd. It was kind of an absurd reference to me. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's, it's still, it's, so it's too reliant. Like I, th- I, I honestly think the Frasier joke it has a it has a reference, but it's not reliant on it. Mm-hmm. You could replace it with something else that even modern that still exists. You know what I mean? It could be like he wanted to watch The Good Place, and he killed everybody. It still right. works. This is reliant on all of us knowing who Bob Vila is and having that reference. You guys sure? need extreme makeover, you know? <laughs> yeah, <something>. home edition. <laughs> Silly. Um. Yeah. So anyway, now they're you know they're doing a tag team. Now they get to switch. Um. Because Hellboy is able to speak um what is it lemurian uh, lemurian or? yeah um yeah so convenient yeah, yeah sure yeah. i mean you know now they're just doing their thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. big final battle yeah everyone's home stretch Starman's blasting energy 
Hellboy. I like is all these images. Reciting this. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, again, like he, you know, he'll, Mignola's drawing the hell out of it. Um, blasting that giant uh, microscope mm-hmm. to hell. We get our last, one day you will see Zephyr's dream and all of it. And a big bloody fist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. And then I love that. Yeah, cutting him off with the boom. That's uh, great. Very then fun. They ran out of space and it's just like the quickest wrap up. Yeah, it's truly, it, truly crazy. So we did it. Save dad, save the world, <laughs> and it's not even morning. <laughs> So we did it. Uh, now yeah, we you get, that's, way out the, here. that's how it feels. Like it sounds like it's like now we all need to go out of here. Wait, look, it's Batman. Guess we had to get like it it's feels like, like uh, guys. Maybe if you would have taken that scene where you saved Starman, Star Dad, yeah, <laughs> and he just said I was brainwashed in the castle. Then you went out and fought things. Then you'd have a little bit of time to just wrap things up it's in a more I agree. crazy dude. Like it's so funny. Uh, it's yeah. And then Batman comes back for them because it is his name is still on the comic. Yeah. Uh, I guess he had a good night too. Yeah. I guess he had a good because what it, Cause does that imply? Joker, does that it, imply that he captured the Joker and yes. that gives him time off? Yeah, I think yeah. like he's able to come help them because he finished his business too. <laughs> he subdued the Joker. Go home. I sleep, wonder, Bruce. I mean, <laughs> at the back of this book, we kind of Mignola has some of the like layouts for. Um, the second story, the like not the one we're talking about, but the second story with Ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does also talk about um, that's just like the way that he scripts things. Like he'll have a very loose idea. He doesn't like um, he doesn't script things strictly. He has an idea of the beginning, middle, and end of the story, and then we'll do these layouts and find the rhythm there. Um, and I wonder, since this was written by somebody else, like if that influenced his. Cause it doesn't feel like while it still looks beautiful and he's still able to, to have pages where it feels some natural that, yeah. and flows really well. Like, yeah, it's, there are some that feel a little stunted. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably a hundred percent true. Yeah, yeah. They're not like collaborators all the time. For so sure. it's just them trying to meet in the middle. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe that's what affected James Robinson's writing too. Cause again, like I think he does have a big following Um, you know, people like his stuff Yeah, and not yeah. all of it was like there were, it was oh, weird. There were pockets parts. of dialogue that were good. So it was just wild that there was so much, it, it was weird that it alternated so much. Yeah. You can feel his love for Starman much more than for Batman for sure yes. too. Like he gives him a lot more. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's almost like it was like he begrudgingly agreed to the Batman. Uh-huh. He's like, uh, I do Starman, but okay. If you're gonna... <laughs> All right. Batman's the selling point. I get it. We'll, we'll do it. Yeah. This really is leads us right into our final thoughts. Anything else and your takeaways from this two issue story? I honestly will be fine if I never read this again. That's my final <laughs> thought. It really was hard. It was just, it's okay. It's fine. I get why most fans and what's, con- it's not considered canon mm-hmm. is because it does just feel, it underutilizes art, the character that you absolutely love, which is Hellboy, and also mm-hmm. underutilizes the other popular character. It, and I would, I'd be curious to hear from a Starman fan if you feel what you feel of like its use of Starman mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. It I'm does dip wonder. into the legacy of that character in a more meaningful way, I feel, or tries to. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we got young Starman, old Starman. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, like hug. Like there are moments of like, I wonder if that was like long coming or, or you know, what. I am so curious about Starman. I think that 
it seems like, oh, he's probably cool. Yeah, we have we've had a guest on here um that loves Starman. Oh, uh Jason Inman. Yeah, Jason yeah. Inman. He said he is a big Starman fan. So yeah, and that is curious. on Hoopla too. Like, so I mean, that's on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. though we've like, you know, it ebbed and flowed for us. Any favorite panels or, or dialogue? That Frasier panel, I think, is legitimately <laughs> funny and yeah. well composed artistically. <laughs> yes. And I think the first reveal of those Nazis. Uh, as they jump through to attack old Starman, I think that's a really beautiful the panel, the color, all yeah. of that. I think I really enjoyed that that sequence the most. Probably, I'm with you on that, and I love how it's a tall window too. Yes, big narrow tall window they come crashing through. Yeah, what Perfect about you guys? Design. I'm gonna go with help. My fa- oh yeah, uh, he just pointed it out, Justin. Again, I think I'm gonna pick these two oh, as my yeah. favorites: the Nazi skeleton with green swastika. Great for St. Patrick's Day coming up. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, <laughs> celebrate the way uh, you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. And then I think Hellboy smashing the Nazi robot panel. I oh, like. yeah. That's With yeah. all the gears popping out and the, and the colors, I think those are my favorite. Sadly, even though I like the monster, the, the second issue is just, it's... it's a drag. Well, the monster isn't that unique compared to a lot of the other stuff yeah. you need in... Mignola. Like right. I, I, I would say if I ever do reread this, I would reread the first, and maybe it would probably wouldn't make it through the star. I just glance through the Starman like issue. Yeah, yeah. It's very just. It's it's our. It's it feels like it's work to get through just one issue. Yeah, I mean, although I do like the, the I like I'm sick of jumping out of planes and things not going right <laughs> and falling all the way down. Like it's yeah. The flow of that sentence is really love funny. that joke. Um, yeah, I. Do you like that? And then I guess, uh, yeah, just this like fight sequence at the air, at the airfield or whatever, you know, um, is pretty cool. I like the pang of Hellboy hitting uh-huh. the Nazi robot head. That's, yeah, that's probably that. And like also chasing the guy in his underwear out of his apartment is pretty fun. <laughs> that's yeah. fun. M- Morty? Is that yeah. his name? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, I do like Gotham Gray Evil and uh, Jungle Green Horror. Uh, the way that the titles are laid out, I like that the color bleeds into those top bars. I yeah, think it's like a it really cool. cool layout. Yeah, you're right. I so, think those are those things that you should point out. That's it's great. Pretty. Yeah. I feel it's nice when people take the time to actually hand draw something. Yeah. To look cool. It feels like it feels very cinematic. Yeah, the lettering on that is yeah. awesome. Yeah, sometimes I, titles do feel like slapped on, and this definitely feels, yeah, like there's some effort. Yeah, nowadays, sometimes there's just a lot of like, look, it's a font. Right. And it's just slapped on, like yeah. you said. Like, yeah. Yeah. When there's no, uh, you can tell when no one's taking the time to des- decide what, what, mm-hmm. why they've chosen a font versus that drives me nuts, specifically in movies when I'm like, Especially like in independent movies or somebody yeah. that's like, I love making movies. And then you're like, the font you chose looked like you picked it out of fucking iMovie. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, in regards to this um, issue that we discussed, do you have anything to, that you would like to for our listeners to suggest to read, watch or enjoy? Oh, just based off of this? Yeah, or just in general, if it's on your mind right now. I feel like you threw out a lot of good stuff that like, yeah, as we went along Gotham as well. Central. Oh yeah, Gotham Central I think is great if you yeah. just want to read kind of like a procedural that's good about the Gotham City kind of police department. It's fun to see like, it really does feel like the grounded world surrounding all the crazy shit. Cool. Uh, here, This is completely unrelated to comic books, but I don't know. There's a book called Lovecraft Country. 
that's oh, yeah. really good. And and it, just because we were talking about, I mean, it's it's not related to this, but the idea of like feeling weird about liking Nazi paraphernalia and also like liking H.P. Lovecraft, like dude was anti-Semitic and racist and yeah. a, a true shithead. Um, but <laughs> he has cool monsters. And there's this guy who wrote a book that almost reads like a, a series of short stories, but they become interconnected. Uh, it's almost like... Uh, I guess it's kind of like, and I haven't seen Green Book, but like a better version of the idea behind Green Book. Ah. Uh, so it's like the like safe passage for like, you know, black Americans across the United States. There's this guy who wrote the, in, in the in this book, Lovecraft Country, his grandfather wrote it. Uh, and so it's about this uh, a bunch of basically black characters who come across these Lovecrafty and shitty white dudes right. and almost like repurposes Lovecraft mythology to combat racism. Awesome. Uh, the ideas are, and it's cool. and it's also just fucking fun and really good and I think it's actually going to be developed into I think a TV series or a movie. Yeah, I just saw it as Jordan a, Peele's yeah, doing it. So that sounds amazing. But the HBO. book is so good, so readable, so That's cool. It's everything good. So oh, I would yeah. I would recommend that. That's an amazing Great. suggestion. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Kate? I guess I'll read Starman and I'll let you guys know oh, yeah. how I feel about <laughs> there it. There you go. I love uh, that. Uh, haven't read it, so I, yeah, I, I've, you know, I've heard about it for so long and the, I remember the art looking cool for this like reboot. It feels very like, it feels very 90s with the big jacket and stuff, but that's for still sure. just, I guess, because of when I grew up and when I liked comics, that is appealing to me still, you know, little pouches and fucking goggles and stuff uh-huh. like that it's really really scratches an itch for me so i look forward to reading it <laughs> i love it yeah what yeah. about you <laughs> uh just because i know we shat on james robinson a little today uh and i don't mean shit on it since there's everybody has their downs no one's perfect yeah but i want to highly suggest and i think this might be semi-autobiographical about him sort of being a guy that was in comics then dipped out and then he was asked to come back and do a golden age book and he sort of takes sort of the like a sense of like the adaptation route with it. You know how like sort of how like Charlie Kaufman wrote himself into that. Mm-hmm. He did this comic book called Airboy um, from looks like 2015. And it's like four issues. And I think it's the similar way. It's like he writes himself into it. And I think it's a really good read. Cool. Cool. Check I haven't that read out. it. Yeah. yeah I've heard of it, but it's it's something that's it's on my hoopla list. Yeah. It's Hoopla. That's my Airboy. suggestion. Cool. Because I think it's a yeah fun read. But that's it. Um, readers, we would love, or listeners, listeners <laughs> and readers of all comic books, we'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on Batman, Hellboy, Starman, anything we discussed today. You can email us at, ah, crap, a Hellboy podcast at gmail.com. Um, Justin, anything in addition to your credits would you like to plug to our listeners? Or they can find you. Anything that's coming up for you? I guess, yeah. The credits pretty much did it. You can find <laughs> me on Twitter and Instagram. Which I, is? At HeyJustin. Uh, and if you, yeah, I have that Batman the Animated Podcast. We deep dive into Batman the Animated Series episodes. And you just came back, right? I just came back. There was a long hiatus. Uh, Dave is in an episode. I have to get you on cool. if you want to. I would love to. to. Yeah, I love that series. Uh, I've and, listened to your podcast, not to be a creep. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't that makes you a creep. It's very fun. <laughs> it's meant good. to be listened to. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes me I happy. know you. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. There is like a, an intimacy to like listening to people. And then For like sure. you, you'll meet them and it's like, oh, okay, this is the voice I heard. Yeah. Because uh, that's happened to me on 
on other people's things. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, yeah, we just came back and there's a new episode uh, with Ronnie Del Carmen, who co-directed Inside Out, and he started as a board artist on Batman the Animated awesome. Series. So it's a mix Incredible. of talking to comedy, comic, whatever people, and then you know people who worked on the show. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's a good crossover kind of thing. Also, listen to Bad Reception on Audible. You can get actually on, I don't know when this is coming out, but if it's before March 30th. Oh, it's before March 30th. Okay, cool. March 30th, which is a Saturday, 2019, if you're listening to this too late. Uh, but 2019, it's going to be on sale for like $2.99 only that day. Normally it's $15, but uh, I'm really proud of it. I think it came out well. If you like listening to things, that are comedy and in the car and need to kill time. It's really fun. Yeah, definitely uh, check it out. I highly endorse it. Sweet. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Of course. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at ah oh, crap a hellboy podcast, Twitter at ah oh, crap hellboy. And you can subscribe, um, rate and review, please, on Apple Podcasts. And remember, if you give us a five star rating and you review, starting with the word boom, we'll give you a shout out and read your review right here on the pod. Yeah. Can't wait to hear from you. But before we close out, oh, yeah. we got this week's hashtag right hand of draw prompt. What is it, Kate? <laughs> okay, so for this one, uh, since it's a kind of like weird team ups, I think just give me your weirdest Hellboy team up. So Hellboy and, you know, the fucking Hamburglar or something. Like, Hellboy and the Muppets. Hellboy That's for and Justin. The Muppets. Yes. <laughs> they, I mean, also Hamburglar. I, I like that too. <laughs> They're basically the Muppets of McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Throw out, like, you know, anything, like, just think of the, just one that makes you laugh and please draw that. And we would love to look at that. And yeah, uh, tag us on Instagram and we'll share that with people. Share your beautiful art. Thank you so much to everybody who's already drawn such like amazing, funny, great art for it. Yes. I, I love looking at it. It's great. Yeah. Again, that is hashtag right hand of draw. Yeah. Hellboy team ups. We look forward to seeing those. Um, thank you again for listening. Thank you, Justin, for being a wonderful guest. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was real fun. <laughs> yeah. Of course. And we love you. Hi, my name is Caitlin Hempstead, and I'm the host of Lizard People, a podcast about conspiracy theories. Every week, I invite a hilarious comedian slash friend of mine to argue their favorite conspiracy theory with me. Will they convince me that a cursed mummy sunk the Titanic or that Avril Lavigne is being impersonated by her own clone? You're going to have to listen to find out. Lizard People is on the Campfire Media Network, and you can tune in every Friday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pod media. Bye. Campfire.